Hello and welcome. We are Achievement Hunting 101, the podcast that is hosted by a crack commando unit sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit, or maybe they did. If you have a problem, or if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A H101 team. I ain't getting no plane. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm so glad that you guys sent me the video for the H1 for the A team <laughs> intro, because I would not have understood our intro video without it. Ooh, just drink your milk, BA. Uh huh. I believe that but, uh, that was a submission from Retro Chief for nice. that uh, that intro. That was a very good suggestion. But part of the AH101 team is Big L. Um, yeah, that's the Canadian version, the A team. Oof. Corey. Hello. I don't know how twenty is. And Kushmoose. Hell howdy. Hello? <laughs> howdy? Hell oh, howdy. Hell howdy, partner. Something like that. Yeah. And yes, I know I'm pointing in the wrong direction, Fog. It, all the cameras are mixed up. It doesn't work right. I gotta look at the right one. I didn't do it. My bad. All right. So begin the show. How's everybody doing? Mm, pretty it's decent. Week, man. Been a week. Everybody have fun during the eliminator mode. Don't get eliminated. You did say it was uh, better, it was better than I thought. Ten minutes ago. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was fun. It was fun. I I I get fifth. Mm, 15th place was my best one with you guys. I got eighth. Why didn't you win? Because I suck. I'm not going to lie. I may have, just because I've played a lot of Forza doesn't actually mean I'm good at Forza. That would be silly. All right. But let's kick it, let's kick it into the, I don't know what I'm trying to say there. <laughs> let's, let's get into some news. What's the podcast? So, What's the transition? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. I don't know. I'm not good at this. You guys know this. So news or topics of discussion, more or less a topic of discussion for the night. Uh, we got a question from Jay Black. He says, the original Xbox had the black and white buttons. PlayStation has a touchpad on the controller. Series controllers have the new share button, which is a fantastic ad. Side note. What do you hope will be the next controller upgrade, and when do you think we'll see it? Let's go to Nate first. What do you think? What what do you want to see to happen to the next controller? Yes, I'm totally prepared to talk about that. Um, <laughs> well, you for, should be. <laughs> well, first let's see, let's hear what uh, Brandon Freem, better known as this is Freem, uh, said. He said, "I'd like to see that advanced haptics on the Xbox controller." He's referring to the PS4 or PS5 stuff. It would also be great to have the Joy-Con gyroscope. Uh, so that when you jump into a game, you can jump with your hands at the same time for greater effect. It worked on the original Ooh, NES. Like that. Actually, uh, the PS5 also has uh, Joy-Con type stuff, and I hate Joy-Con type stuff. I do not want that at all. The PS5 controller has movement. PS5, yeah, you can. So you can it has a gyroscope in it, so you can actually. Uh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm, yeah, one of the good games that they have, or one of the good technical demos they have, is the Astrobot something something Playroom. I don't know Astro's Playroom. And uh, and that you you actually use the gyroscope to actually do some stuff too. And it's kind of cool, but I hate it when a game relies on that. I, that. That lost me in Skyward Sword. I was kind of digging the game, but I want the option. Like it's cool to have that. Yeah, awesome, have that. But I want options. Uh, don't force me to do that. 
Uh, and then you also have I Fug. And Fug says, I'm fine without more fancy stuff on my controllers. Haptics are nice, but are a sure way to kill my batteries even faster. Many of us even turn off vibration to lengthen battery life. Now, my um, my take on it kind of joins these two, or you know, that's I had similar thoughts about these, and um, I definitely want the haptic feedback because I've, I've used the PS5 controller and it's really nice. Um, it feels nice to have that resistance on the triggers, and you know, developers can control when you get that to make it uh, make sense for something that's right. happening in the game. But then they can also have like dual. Uh, functions on the triggers. So you go half depth, it does one thing. You go full depth, it does another thing. And they can kind of like configure that to be like a click into it. So rather than you just kind of, oh, I'm going to squeeze halfway. Well, you you squeeze it until that level of resistance is met. Then you squeeze it even harder to get to the, you know, the farther trigger pool. Uh, That's really cool. Um, I don't think it would be that bad. But like I said earlier on another episode, (laughs) I don't know what that does to... The motors um, that provide that haptic feedback is that can make them wear out, and when they wear out, you know, you know, what's the life of a controller at that point? You know, you know, is that going to kill controller yeah. life all the time? I don't know. And of course, if I you have we'll, that, it's not we'll backwards see. compatible. Yeah, that's also very true. That's one of the nice things about Xbox is everything is backwards compatible and forwards compatible. Yeah. So I, I, I guess they could just say, okay, well, you're not going to have the haptics, but it's still like a half pull and a full pull. I guess they could do that. And then also, um, to go with uh, Fug's comment on the battery life, I really like that. um, Who was it that put out the battery pack that uh, the harness for it also holds a charge for like 30 seconds? I think Uh, it was uh, um, Otterbox. um, Otterbox. It's that company that uh, lets you drop your phones and stuff. I can't remember. Otterbox, Otterbox, right? Otterbox. Otterbox. Yeah, thank yeah. you. It was Otterbox. So they've got like a yes, harness. that's brilliant. The Dude, harness holds drop. like <laughs> they want you to drop your phone and see by the thing. <laughs> um, they, they have like a little bit of a battery in there that gives you like a 10 to 30 second window. I love that. I would love to see that as part Such of the control. Such a cool idea. Um, and then you can just swap out those battery packs, if, you know, if you're a battery swapper. That's pretty cool. I would love to see that kind of built in to the controller somehow. Um, yeah. And if they make mm-hmm. some money off of it, so that's all I can sort of think there. I, you know, I would like, I would like for my, contr- my games to remember settings on the controller. When I go from game to game, rather than having to have to flip, flip that little switch on my elite, I would love for games to remember that. Like I go in there. That's a cool. like software base. Yeah. Thing. Something like it sits on the console and it just stays on the console. When you fire up these different games, settings that persist, across games things like vibration control or all that sort of stuff i know some of those settings exist but i can't think of any specifics right now but i've been playing games before and i'm like well i would really like it if it remembered this and uh they right. just don't seem to do that so yeah Corey, what you got so i was trying to think of something um haptics is obviously the easy answer but uh i don't know like everybody probably hates on it and it would not be good to have like I keep thinking of like the Wii motion controller. <laughs> I like that oh, controller. Oh, I like the option. I like Nate said. I don't want it the game to be like built around it. I like having the option. I want to play Wii yeah. bowling, but use a controller. It worked better than oh, Connect bowling. <laughs> yeah, the grandmas loved it, dude. We all right. I guess I'm a grandma. Wow. Nah, I, I was like about to too. say Wii oh, bowling was fun. It was the best Wii sports. Like you could, they could have made that by itself and sold it. Not gave it for free, but 
I don't for know. Sure. I, I don't know what you can like. There's not a lot of real estate to add to this controller. Like I'm looking at my Elite. Obviously, it, the back's filled up. Um, I, it. I have to agree. Like the wire, you know, having a built-in battery pack has been really nice. I haven't seen any degradation in that battery. Uh, so I'm not worried about that, but I, I can't think of what you would add to this to make it better unless you had like a, a Windows and a X console sync buttons, you know, independently. That's always an issue. Okay. I don't know. It seems well, like they're just doing everything that they write. Like I was going to say USB-C, but I'm like, no, the, the new ones are USB-C. All right. Well, in that case, I'm going to give an answer. But first, I'm going to piggyback off of a Heiser's answer where he says, not necessarily a new concept, but an existing one being standard. I'd like to see customized, customizable buttons or, or paddles on the back of controllers be standardized like we have on Elite controllers. I forget the company that it was. I want to say it was Mad Cat, but I'm sure that's wrong, where you could actually take apart your controller. So like... You it can was, take the left stick and put it down where the D-pad is, but the D-pad where over here by the buns or something like that. More customizable options yeah. like that where it's just um. Was it Lego? It was Thrustmaster. Yeah, kind of like the Legos, <laughs> kind of a thing. It was it was Thrustmaster. Like they were each like What's quadrants that? or you know modules that you can move around. Yeah, modular. That's the word I'm looking for. It would be awesome if if all the buttons and stuff like that was modular to where like I can pull where, oh my crappy just xbox one controller i can pull off this normal d-pad and add into like the um like the one on the ser- on the series controllers which is you know so much better that would be a nice feature and i don't know what you off the top of my head i can't really think of anything else that like that's non-standard that you can add but if that was like the base model it's like hey our controllers module let the third par- third party market just do whatever it is that they can think of to add in. Who knows what what could what people could come up with? Uh, L, you got anything you'd want? Mm, bring back VMUs like the Dreamcast had. I, guess I we, have no idea what that is. <laughs> I had a feeling you might. It was basically virtual memory a, unit VMU, a memory card that you could take out and you could program. Oh, good. Proprietary and memory sticks. Let's bring those back. At, yeah, let's bring it back. <laughs> right. And in Sonic Adventure, you could feed your chows because uh, Tamagotchis were the big thing at the time. Oh, wait. Are you talking like it, like the uh, Dreamcast had? <laughs> Something like that, Kenny. <laughs> That's the closest I've got. Yes, I don't it is, remember. It is a, yeah, you're, you're right. I thought you said ni- old Nintendo. No. You had to remember codes back then. <laughs> Um, I don't know what I heard when you originally said that then. <laughs> By the way, the thing I'm holding in my hand, can you guys see what this is? Yeah. A cookie? A syrup cookie. It's a cookie. A syrup cookie. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, in honor of Jable's question, I have a maple cookie. It is the most delicious nice. cookie in the world. I want a maple it cookie. It is not that a rubber ducky, Mario. You need to get some new glasses, my friend. <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, some other things I would like. Uh, scratch and sniff um, when you're playing Overcooked. That would be awesome. 
No. That's disgusting. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's so disgusting. What do you I mean? I hate scratch and sniff. I hate scratch and sniff. Yeah, oh, my you're gosh. Playing, you're playing Overcooked and uh, the worst. some uh, pasta, some sushi, and you throw it Dude, in the garbage. Dude, I'd be down for that for yeah, some games. that would be fun, right? But I mean, like, that would be awful if you're playing a wrestling game. Do they have, like, the burnt smell, like, when you leave the thing on the stove too long? Yeah. But let's just mm. add in heat sensors. You jump in lava, and then you can't hold your controller. Boiling water. Um, yeah, Jable says to get rid of the share button. I accidentally hit it all the time as well. It's quite annoying. Which one I is also the share button? I want that. What, Corey? What does the share button look like? I'm um, pulling out a controller out of the plastic do you believe in, the first time. Do you believe in life after love? How, why, how would you hit this all the time? It's right in the middle. <laughs> Never. He's got a I big got, Canadian I got thumb. The sunny, I got the sunny reference. L is fat. Now, <laughs> I could also, yeah, I just want them to get rid of stuff. How about a controller that uh, doesn't get stick drift? If I plug in my NES, I could still play it. My Super Nintendo controller works fine. It's very true. A one-year-old Xbox controller? Oh, stick drift. Got to get a new one. $70. I've only yeah. had stick drift happen on one controller, I think. I've only happened on two or three. And so then I... I Saved up, and I got a controllers when they were on sale, and they of course increased or improved the build quality. So I haven't had one have drift since then. So now I have all these extra um, controllers. I haven't tried an older Atari controller. Fuck. Why should I? I I'm mean, starting to get stick drift in this. You're just showing your. I age. figured out one of my Joy Cons on, on Switch has stick drift. That is the worst. I and mean, the other switch- thing, the other thing I can't stand is that new clicky D pad. Now it's. Good for playing. See, I like that. Yeah, if you're in a party with someone, you just hear click, clack, 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 clack. It is so freaking annoying. There's got to be a way to oh, turn that off. Oh, that's why you're always so yes, freaking no- noisy it. every Thursday. Yeah. It's a stupid D-pad. So loud and annoying. Get rid of it. Only Michelle likes it because she plays Tetris on it. <laughs> ridiculous, I tell See, you. Was, ridiculous. So something else that someone said is uh, XLAX Jester. He'd want the controllers to just be rechargeable batteries. He doesn't want to be able to like pull them, plug them in and out like they are now. Good luck. There's a lot of there's a lot of people online that just want an internal battery. They don't want to deal with like you know having to put double A's in. I love that. I think that's a fantastic option. All my controllers, and you know my controller, my nephew's controllers, all that, where we have this like little thing where we just set it right on the dock, and if I ever forget to charge my controller for you know whatever reason, I can run over and grab another battery that one out of one of their controllers and keep playing. I don't have to have it plugged in. Yeah, I mean, the new... I love spinning all the swap batteries. The new wireless headsets like that, you just got to remember to charge it every night, and then... I mean, I, I don't charge my con- Elite every night. I probably only do it, like, once a week, if that, but it comes with a nice, handy-dandy magnetic charging dock. You just set it and forget it. You don't have to plug yeah, it up to charge it. I mean, that's that, nice. that probably helps. But, the, I mean, the battery is really good on this thing, and I've had this since launch day, the Elite V2. Yeah, the Elite V2 battery is amazing. Uh, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't charge mine for, like, two weeks sometimes because I mostly Ooh. just use it on weekends and stuff. But it holds a charge like un- un- no other controller does. So, Yeah, see, these these are, like, the crappy $10 batteries from GameStop. So, like, I've got, like, 
a six hour battery life on it. It's not, it's not good. I, I have that for my 360. I had to go find like some weird, I don't know, hole in the wall company that still makes those, uh, battery charge kits. So I actually, I had to find some of those. It was really hard to do. Just crazy. Yes. Yeah. Cause who wants to use double A's? Yeah. Give me the rechargeables. Double A. Beep, beep. MCO. All right. Well, if nobody has anything else to add to that, let's move on. No, to, no, we got uh, more patron things to read. Oh, oh, okay, my bad. Go, go ahead and read them off. All right. Arutarek said the only thing that he would like to see is making them a little bit bigger. Not back to the controller scale of bigger? controller, but maybe 5 to 10% bigger. Mm. Uh, I, why? So... I don't necessarily want a bigger controller, but that's actually an interesting thought. This is something that Xbox or PlayStation or any, no company will ever do this because it's too many SKUs. But having different size controllers for different size hands, having an extra large version, a smaller version for kids. Oh, like a you know, the normal SKUs. version. Are you kidding me? Xbox releases a different controller variation every month. Yeah. Yeah, but this, at the same time, like all the internals are the same. The face is the same all you gotta do is melt a different piece of plastic you know all the stuff is there already yeah yeah with I, this I you would have to have two more uh uh production lines yeah now i they I, will never i do don't that. think that the controller needs to be bigger it it feels pretty perfect in my hands um but uh, people have different size hands and different size other things that uh i don't <laughs> think that that's a terrible <laughs> option what do you mean to, to have oh my a different our feet are different size a huh. different ergonomic controller <laughs> and mental knight says something different he would like a thumbprint sign on so no one accidentally starts a game on his tag i know that would be That's pretty cool that would be pretty devastating uh mental if uh someone started a game on your tag <laughs> maybe one day we'll have a camera and they can do <laughs> don't uh, you face have recognition. every game on your tag already I'm very confused by this. But yeah, um, it's kind of like when you... Log That's an interesting thought. When you uh, go on your phone and they have the Face ID. And yes, so what they have now is they have a controller you can link uh, assigned to a specific gamer tag. But yeah, yep. but it would be better. But if the controls all look the same, you just... Yeah, you put a thumbprint or a face scan. That's a cool idea. I like it. Now, I saw a commercial. I don't know. I guess it was online. I don't know. Where do you see commercials these days anymore? I don't know. I guess uh, on YouTube. Um, yeah, YouTube. For like a silicon <laughs> sleeve that goes over your controller, and maybe they can make one that's like bigger, like they would they would work. <laughs> uh, you know, for those of you that missed the Duke, maybe they could just add on some silicon for that. Speaking of silicon, you remember when they added that to again the Wii remote <laughs> to make it safer? <laughs> like oh, like yes. this, this controller condom. I don't know. It was. It made it huge. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> so we actually have controller condoms from my nephews. They're actually not terrible. Wait, wait, what? The I, silicone sleeves. Yeah. Covers, whatever you want to call them. If only their dad had, had we, one. We got them for their, uh, their sports teams or something. Their first controllers. <laughs> I think it's just like a red and blue one. Okay. It's. It was nothing special. We couldn't get it in time for Christmas last year. So we just got him like a generic one to tell him apart. It's actually not. They're actually kind of comfortable. That's not syrup. That's, that looks like a creamy it's like filling. It's like an Oreo, yeah. Your cookies are a lie. All right. 
Thank you for the question, Jay Black. Uh, let's move on to our other news topic. And I'm going to need a little bit of explanation here if anybody's played Forza Motorsport before. So let me read this little blurb first. On September 15th, 2021, Forza Motorsport 7 will be leaving stores. While still fully playable and active, new purchases of the game and its DLC will no longer be available in Microsoft Store, and the game will no longer be available with Xbox Game Pass. For any Xbox Game Pass players who previously purchased DLC for the game, but not the game itself, we have good news. You will receive a token for the game through the Xbox Message Center, so you can continue playing Forza Motorsport 7. I'm confused by this. Is this normal for Forza Motorsport? Yes. It's because of the licensing. They have to license real-life cars. Oh, okay. so it's not the music, it's the cars. That's what I read. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> and, and it's it's a normal thing. Like um, I believe in that article that Odd. Uh, we linked, uh, it it said something like that. Uh, licenses, real-life cars typically you know run out after a few years, so this is pretty normal. The only problem is they don't tell you that beforehand when they were going to run out. Interesting. See, I've, until Forza Horizon 4, I've never really played any of the games. I just never had the interest in them. So I've never heard of one of these games being no longer able to be purchased. So it's like, when I read this, it's like, "Mm, that seems kind of weird that a first party game you're not going to have access to if you haven't bought it already. Now, I assume you could go buy the disc somewhere and you know play it that way. Or if like you bought it digitally, you can play it that way. But I don't know. It was just kind of odd when I read that, that you know it's comp- it's going to be out of Game Pass and everything. Right. But, I mean, they do have that good faith of uh, giving people who only bought DLC. Uh, they get, they're going to get the full game. So that's pretty cool. So, do we know what the cheapest DLC yeah. is? Like, what's the cheapest price you could pay for this Ooh, digitally? Good question. Wait, is it even still up? I, yeah, that, I that's the problem. Up, right? That's the problem. It's not. Oh. Um. It, it said that. Um. Let me let me let me read this again. Uh. I believe you had to buy it before the announcement. I'm checking TA. Oh, well, that's not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too bad. Because that would have been the way to go for it. I was, and that, that's probably why they added that, because there's plenty of people like yourself that would just go, right, by, oh, exactly. look, here's $2 worth of DLC. Yeah. Where's my free game? Mm-hmm. Right. They're, they still have the main game discounted, but uh, you, you can't get it for free by buying a cheaper DLC. Oh, okay. So you can, you can still buy the game, but you don't get the uh, little, <laughs> the other way to get the game for free. Right, right, yeah. The gotcha. game will be up until mid-September, and it's only ten bucks, and that's that's the price until until then. So that's forty-three days, according to this. And that's the standard edition. Uh, you can get the ultimate edition for twenty, so it's still not bad. Right, but the you still have to play. Does it come with this ambulance motorsport? <laughs> the ambulance. Now remember, um, <laughs> when you play a new Forza Horizon game, at least I don't know if they do this in the Forza games proper Uh, but the more games you've played in the forza series the more credits you earn per week or whatever it is um so it might might be worth just getting seven and uh i don't know if you really like the series might be worth it to help you get more credits so that's just a thought yeah if you go to the forza hub uh all the motorsports are in there too so yeah, yeah if you 
get this, you will get more credits in Horizon 4. I think how it actually works is you forget this game exists and just go from Forza Horizon 4 to Forza Horizon 5, and that's it. That's what I think you should do. Yeah, I can see that. That's probably what I will do, but yeah. That's what I think you're supposed to do. And I feel bad Dude, for... Dude, I can't wait for, for Horizon 5. People just got killed by that ambulance. That was kind of sad. <laughs> it's like that Madden game. Very sad. You like that strategy, Mental? I like it, too. People tend to like the arcadey ones better. All right. Well, yeah, that's a little PSA about that. So let's continue on. Uh, let's go into, Let's go back up. Let's go into what we've been playing. Uh, let's start with Nate. Tell me about your game. Sure. Oh, earmuffs. Go ahead. I played a game called Omno. And Omno is in Game Pass, and I was excited about this, you know, a week or two ago. Um, Maybe set myself up for a little bit of disappointment. Um, The game is not as amazing as I was hoping. But then again, this is um, made by one person. It took him five years. Um, Studio Inky Fox. Did you was, say this is one person? This is one person, yeah. Wow. Um, one person is responsible for the, ma- the vast majority of it, I should say. I'm sure you had a little bit of help. Um, or outsource some stuff. But it's let's talk about what it is. It is, it is an exploration game. Um, it's 3D. You uh, play a little you know, weird-headed guy, and you have a staff, and, and everything you do in the game revolves around that staff. You're exploring... You're uh, looking and talking to creatures, and you're looking at plants, and you are collecting light from these uh, animals and and such, and you're adding them to your logbook. So you're, you're basically just exploring and collecting log entries. After you get enough light, you can go to a specific uh, pillar in the level and activate it, and it will basically add a map uh, of the entire zone. And when you then press the Y button... You can bring up the map, and that's pretty cool. The way the way it does this map kind of above you, kind of holographic, and you can spin it and then find these dots on the map to tell you uh, collectibles that you haven't found yet. So you can then go get those and get 100% on the map, uh, which is what you're going to want to do. It's really a chill game. Uh, that's how I found myself playing it. It's it's not um, very twitchy. There's no, zero combat. <laughs> Uh, like I said, you, you are just going to be walking oh, around really? and kind of, yeah, you're just going to be walking around kind of doing different things. Uh, all the animals have different animations. So that's kind of the, the fun is seeing the different animations of the animals. Um, the achievements are primarily for getting a hundred percent in each level, uh, progressing on to the next level as well. Um, and then there are a few that are kind of like uh, doing special things in certain levels. Like one, you are uh, surfing with uh, some animals that can also kind of surf on like the snow. So you get, you get an achievement for doing that with them. There's there's another one for walking in water for <laughs> like 10 seconds or something. Uh, so uh, I think the, I think TA says it takes, Three to four hours. And then Maka, I saw his post today on Twitter saying it takes two to three hours. Took me three to four hours, but I wasn't following a guide. uh, And I really was just kind of, you know, exploring and and doing that while I was doing something else. Um, So (laughs) So you completed it. It was kind of a chill game. I got to say, I have to say, um, 
I was playing it before and I had the volume turned down low. Like normally I start a game listening to it. Uh, this one, I had something else come up. Uh, I think I was downloading GTA. Yeah, that's what it was. I was trying to get GTA <laughs> five installed and working and it wasn't. So then I had to turn the volume down on this game. I then later that night, because I had my headphones on, I heard the game in my headphones and it sounded a whole lot better. And like the atmosphere and some of the actions just kind of like popped in my ears and it felt a lot better. Um, so I would maybe recommend trying this game with headphones uh, and seeing if that uh, makes any difference to you. But yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't the best game I've played in two weeks. I'll put it that way. Death's Door it basically just set my expectations so high for games that they couldn't possibly <laughs> be met by anything else. Uh, but yeah, so Omno was not that bad. Um, now, I did see that there, the final achievement is for finishing Omno with all areas completed. And the comments make it sound like you should not progress from area to area without getting 100%. I don't know if that's true or not. Because um, then another person said that you can basically do level select. So it's possible that this person wrote the solution before he discovered there was level select. I don't know if you can go back and get the, the full completion by backtracking and getting you know up to 100% on, like let's say, the second level. Uh, I will tell you that I missed um, an event, which was that surfing event. I missed it. And you can't go back and pick each specific level. You can go back and pick like a zone. And that zone, each zone contains like two or three levels. So I had to play through a whole level uh, to get to the next level that I actually needed to get that achievement. So the cleanup could be a little bit of a pain. If you're not really enjoying the game, maybe follow a guide uh, to reduce the amount of uh, pain that you might have. But it's interesting. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in here, but uh, it just... Uh, it wasn't quite what I was expecting. I think my expectations were too high. Yeah, I I dived it, and I was never like super set on the game, but uh, this did it did wow. do anything for me. Um, I, I kind of didn't think it would, but uh, it's probably a game that you're gonna go back, or at least I'm gonna go back to once it's le- leaving Game Pass. You know, so it just I only did the first zone, but it seemed kind of basic. It's yeah, it's very basic. I don't know how this game would feel on a on a time timetable, like on a schedule. Well, it might I feel mean, a little bit is painful. This video I don't know. Game it play? sounds like you can. No, this is this is just regular gameplay. Um, it oh. sounds like you could pl- play the entire game while waiting for a GTA to load. So, <laughs> well, with how bad. quickly GTA <laughs> loads, yes. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, I'm kind of surprised to hear that. I thought for sure, Nate and Corey, I thought for sure YouTube would be all over this. It's I really chill. Just by the aesthetics. It is you can't very go chill. by looks alone. I thought there was yeah. combat as well. I think it's yeah, combat it would help. Weapon. It's more for it looks right? like it, but it, you basically just pick up different movement powers as you go through the levels, and that's all you're doing is just getting... <laughs> getting the ability to jump and dash and surf or whatever. And basically you just want to get the fastest power possible to get through the level as quickly as possible. Like that's what I wanted was the ability to just move really fast. And I never got that. So, Oh, this is just like a puzzle game. Pretty much. Yeah. You're exploring and you're, you're solving puzzles. Um, Puzzle platformer. Definitely a puzzle platformer. Ah, you might have said that wise. I did not. Stepped away. I did not. Okay. Good. Yeah, that's Omno. I didn't step away. I was so, listening. It's cool that it's in Game Pass. Uh, so, you know, it's technically it looks like a free. Great kind of a game to be in Game Pass. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
All right. Uh, in that case, let's go to uh, Corey. Tell me about Sonic Forces and definitely not Sonic Heroes. Well, before I tell you about Sonic Forces, uh, I just want to mention really quickly one other game that is also made by a very small amount of people, just two. And uh, I also talked about it last week, which was Death's Door. Uh, I completed it. Uh, the, the guy, up there, the guy up there named Kushmus completed it too before me. I, I'll give him, I'll give him those props. He, this, so this is what happens. A little behind the scenes, we, we both, we both beat it. I was waiting for Kush. We're kind of talking it out, and we're kind of doing the hundred percent. And he kind of beat me to it. And it's like, are you going to do the hard mode, which is where you have to beat the whole game under using one specific uh, weak weapon? And uh, he's like, eh, I don't know. I'm going to kind of wait and. He, there he goes. He started. He's like, okay, you know, I started it. I got to the first boss. I was like, well, there he goes. The motions have been set, and it was just a race. And uh, he did it a day before me. But uh, man, what a good game! I'll probably say it a lot. Uh, it, what, as soon as it comes to Game Pass uh, or it's on a sale, you can guarantee I'll we'll bring it up again. But oh, yeah. Kinder for Game of the Year. Just had to mention it. But anyways, mm. back to a dis- praise. back to a disappointment with uh, Sonic Forces. Uh, I don't know what they've done to my poor blue hedgehog over the years. I haven't kept up with them a hundred percent. Like I got Sonic Mania, you know that's traditional two D Sonic, and it's really good. And I don't know what it is. Whenever I see a Sonic game, it's probably that nostalgia, and it's like oh, I want to play that. You know, it looks looks fun. Well, it's just not as fun. To play these mostly forward-facing games, you're going too fast. It's I, I don't I don't even know what I'm doing half the time. I'm just running and clicking a button to attack an enemy, and then the level's over within a couple minutes. It's <laughs> been very bland. I, I don't know if I'm missing something, but it's there's not much to it. Now you probably have played more of these offshoot Sonics that have appeared ever since, I don't know, whatever after Sonic and Knuckles. So I don't know if it really aligns with that. There's not a lot of 3D movement. Like, it's mostly on a a path um, where I think you were talking about Sonic Heroes today, and I looked it up, and that's kind of like, you're like looking around (laughs) a level, right? Yes. That's not this. Um, Okay. I was going to say, that's not this. Like, you are... There's a path for you to follow. There, you don't explore around. Yeah. Uh, how do I put? It? So I was watching a video the other week from I believe I I believe the channel is Rares. I might be saying that wrong. They're the people that do just bad games, and they were kind of talking about how back in the olden days, you know, with Nate and L, there was 2D Sonic. And everybody liked everybody liked that, and then I believe it was the Dreamcast. Yeah, it was Dreamcast. Sonic Adventure came out, and then it went to this 3D Sonic thing. And if you played Sonic before that, you liked 2D Sonic. If you played Sonic after that, like myself, you liked a 3D Sonic. Well, for uh, the last couple of games, uh, specifically since Sonic Generations, they've been kind of trying to do this like. 2D, 3D hybrid to try to get everyone to like the Sonic games. And I haven't played Sonic Forces, but most people or most reviews I've read have echoed your thoughts where it's just 
very plan bland, very just nothing. Um, I very much like the Sonic offshoots. Like I love Sonic Riders. I lo- I although I know most people don't like it. I enjoyed Shadow the Hedgehog. I love Sonic uh, Adventure One and Two. Sonic Heroes. Um, yeah, Sonic Forces. This is one of those games where. I have a price track tracker on it. Every time it goes on sale, I'm very tempted to get it, but it just hasn't quite got that just that right discount for me to pick it up. Well, I, I, it's funny you mentioned. I it. think it looks great. It's funny like you the, mentioned the it, style yeah. of it and like the 3D movement and all that. I really enjoy. I just I just haven't picked it up yet. Yeah, I'm not following the story so much, so maybe that's part on it as well. It's just not grabbing me um but speaking of a sale it is on sale for 10 bucks i think that's probably the cheapest it will ever go um probably i I think i picked it up for 20 which was half off at the time um and like i i don't know it whatever they do like it works to get me but i never i don't seem to like these type of sonic games like the new sonic colors i kind of want to play it but it's probably not going to be like my cup of tea um but yeah, they they kind of follow the generations thing. Like there, um, there is two D levels where it's kind. It tries to play more traditionally, but it doesn't capture anywhere near the level of controlling that you would like um, if you right. played other Sonic games. So it's it's not even satisfying to play, uh, which was kind of disappointing because I got the Chemical Plant Zone and uh, it was part of it was a straight rip from the uh sonic 2 uh and you go underwater and then you don't get up in time it's like dun 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 you get a water bubble and it's like wah, 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 wah. <laughs> but uh it, it was just it's just disappointing to play um I, i'm kind of this is a game a perfect example of a game that has probably not terrible achievements but some are pretty grindy and so I'm almost done with the story. I'll do that, and then I'll probably put it away. So, so I'm curious. Did you start with 2D Sonic or 3D Sonic? Oh, 2D Sonic the Hedgehog Two. Okay. See, I think going back to like that video that I was talking about, I think whatever it is that you started on, that's just kind of what you want from a Sonic, like Final Fantasy. And they just haven't really been <clears throat> able to like nail the 2d 3d thing like this like watching this video i'm all in like this looks amazing to me this is what i want from a sonic game so now i'm really feeling like i should try playing this and see how i actually feel about it and like 2d sonic games to me are very much like a nothing to me like i just i could take them or leave them yeah it's it's very new school um I'm I'm curious because they've they've said Team Sonic is is working on uh there might even be two games like one that's more modern but one it's you know back to 2D uh so I don't know it kind of makes me want to play Mania again uh or maybe even finish it I don't know if I if I finished it but I downloaded this to complete the story and I downloaded Sonic G- Generations uh so I'll give that a try too here soon but for me it's a pass on Sonic Forces just saying. This is the kind of game I really wish it was in Game Pass. I feel like the Sonic games could really benefit if they're in Game Pass. You know, being Sega, I'm a little surprised it's not. But who knows? Maybe one day. Like I said, the price is pretty right. It's probably the lowest it has been and will be. 
yeah, ten bucks. That's very tempting right now. See how much uh, rewards monies I have. I think I think it does go on sale fairly often at this point. It does. I don't think I've ever seen it for ten dollars before. If I have, I probably just missed a sale. I might have just forgot to pick it up because ten bucks is about where I'd be willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's kick it next. Let's kick it over to L. Hi, everybody. Uh, what you got for us? <laughs> uh, real quick, last week I talked about the tourist and how I was almost done with that. I did mm-hmm. wind up completing it before it went bye-bye from Game Pass, so that was satisfying, even though it wasn't the G-G. hardest game in the world. A lot of people complained about one achievement or another, the arcade stuff, and the surfing stuff, so felt good to get that done. Uh, Nate asked last week about the mine part. It just took forever. Um, <laughs> you had to just go down 10 levels of an elevator shaft and doing parkour, basically. Did you find yourself doing it like you were supposed to, like going down like little yes, by little by little? Or were you just trying, to, taking... trying to get all the diamonds, even though you didn't have to? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> or were you doing like shortcuts to like skip big sections? Because I got so fed up with it that I just started when I died, finding the biggest skips I could do. Whenever I died, I would try to jumped out and skipped things and which ultimately led to dying again so but then when that was done i did all the to-do entries and what's interesting is you can get all the achievements without beating the game so i'm sure some people just turn it off right then but um when you go to beat the game it tells you your to-do progress do you remember doing this i'm gonna guess nate did it and Corey turned it off i did it i completed it i think i rolled rolled credits yeah, there was. I think oh, Corey completed it months ago. No, I mean like the story, the game after after I, the completion. I'm pretty There's sure a, I said that I saw it through. It it's really just one ship that you go in and, and it yes. travels and. Uh, I did that. There's kind of. I definitely an did that. Ambiguous, ambiguous ending. Yeah, my son was upset. He 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 said he wants a sequel. So who knows. I was gonna say I don't think it was ambiguous. I think it was leading to a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd play a sequel. One thing I didn't do, I did not go in the water. I was just about to ask that you go in the water. You gotta go in the water. The very first level, you swim out through the ocean. What do you mean? Swim out to the horizon. I guess you gotta tell us now. (laughs) Is it gone? It's gone now, right? You can't do this. Might as well tell us. Oh, when you would get eaten by a shark. Yeah, you get eaten by a shark. It's just like I wasn't expecting it. It was it was freaking hilarious. I um, canoed the wrong way. The controls on the canoe were horrible. Where I would get that checks all the time. out. Yep. Yeah, I got eaten all the time. I'm sure it happened to you, too. So that was done. Um, and then I actually requested and streamed a newish game from East Asia Soft called Trigger Witch. Um, I saw the trailer for it, and I... Looked uh, looked really good. I was excited for it during last week's coming real soon. And then I learned it had local co-op. So, of course, I waited for Michelle to come on over, and we booted it up. And and if you look at uh, the video, (laughs) it looks just like Zelda Link to the Past. Ah, that's why you won it. Yes. But also, it's a twin-stick shooter. 
And it's a bloody twin-stick shooter. You destroy little animals or little onions. Onions? Yeah, there's little onions that you kill. They're uh, very mean. Um, you find weapons, parts. You upgrade your weapons. You There's time trials. There's all kinds of cool stuff in this game. And I'm really excited to go back to it. Uh, we played it blind. There are 57 achievements. We wound up with five of them. And the key word is we, because shockingly, achievements pop for both of us in a local co-op. Oh, that's cool. In a local co-op East Asia Soft game. Uh, so when she hit start, it actually asked her to pick her tag. And we're like, oh, maybe this will happen. And it did. So it's local co-op up to how many players? It's two players. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I'm looking at the health bar, so I was wondering if it could be four-player. Uh, you share, um, you share, share money screen. and stuff like that. Yeah. It looks like you all share a screen, which it wouldn't be too good for four players. I did notice when you were playing it, uh, if somebody was on the other side, they just warp to wherever you go. Uh, yes, and I suspect that's going to actually be helpful because, say, one of you solves the puzzle or, or runs to where you need to get to, and you make it out of the screen, the other person will just warp with you. Mm-hmm. But that is true, yes. That is what would happen. It would just be an animation of the other one warping out, as you can see in this video, for the video watchers. Uh, yeah, so I really enjoyed it. I don't know what else to say. Um, try to find some shooty parts. You, you basically you turn into this badass witch and you start <laughs> shooting <laughs> everything. Um, so the trailer showed off a lot of that stuff and, and just... I mean, I, uh, eh. Corey, I know you haven't really played Zelda, but you've seen Link uh, Into the Past before, right? Like You know what it looks like. Oh, yeah. He, he doesn't have a gun. No, he doesn't? <laughs> no. Well, if you give anybody a gun... He says breakable sticks now. Damn it. That's what he has now. You can't have that. All right. Well, the the pressing question, how how's the achievements? <sighs> is this, does this live up to the typical East Asia software I, I can play this and get it with under two hours? It or is, it is there's not, an actual it game? It is not a quick game. All right. So most people are out. But I... From what I've seen... Um, 17 people have it completed out of 137, which isn't a lot, but it just means that it can be done and it shall be done. So, uh, like, I really don't want to look at the list. I'd love to report back when it's done and give you more of an idea. So, okay. But, this was my one guess, that... If you don't want to look at the list, that's fine. My, I was just wondering my, if you know. My guess is that it's not too long. This is one that... Uh, L picked for coming real soon, and I, I don't know if you remember the list or if you yeah, looked in, but we were talking about like you do have to complete the game at least. Uh, we we do know that that's I'm, part of it. I'm excited like that. I'm excited. To- There's also a ton of blood. Yeah. Now were you yeah, <laughs> were you paying attention to like the lore and and all that stuff, or was that hard to do with two people? We we read what was on the screen, mm-hmm. and just some. Some was catty, any of it tr- was it troubling to you at all? Yeah, they're they're catty. What do you mean troubling? 
like, um, okay, so don't get me wrong. I like guns. I like trap mm-hmm. shooting. I shoot guns. I enjoy that. It felt like gun worship. Like, mm. <laughs> like it felt like weird gun worship. Uh, You're selling me on this thing. Yeah, that sounds yeah, awesome. It's good for, I just made another sale. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to think it, too hard sound, about that. That sounds really good. Well, now that you say it, I'm going to think about it. Yeah, but no, I. I mean, it, it felt weird. <laughs> like, like so, there's, there's talking about it and there's like doing these things, but it felt weird is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Michelle is conferring Mich- in chat that yeah. it's basically their religion. So The yes, religion they're, they're, of guns. Yeah. See, now that's how you sell a game. <laughs> now I'm kind of interested. Holisticism. They must be in America. Yeah. Oh, there's the part with the pet. <laughs> this is the part with the pet rock. That's great. Um, yeah. I can't wait it's to play more and tell you more about it. I'll be honest. I wasn't really interested in this game <laughs> until I started seeing the shooty <laughs> and then tell me that it's a religion based around guns. <laughs> that sounds so wild. It's different. That actually it's sounds interesting. It's definitely, definitely different. Yeah. It's definitely a different EAS game, you know, East Asia soft. Yeah. And it, I, I, yes. I was enjoying it. I, I felt a little weird. Like I said, <laughs> about the, the religion aspect of it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I agree. It looks fun. Did you play? You played some of it. I played watch? the demo. Yeah, I played. So I played this during the the oh, big indie the games fest thing. So this is one of the things I played. I think I streamed it too. Um, just my demo experience. Right. So I didn't get much farther than the initiation all. day, um, which I think you can get done in like ten minutes or something like that. So, uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it, and I, I would like to go back and play it at some point. I think. I mean, we played for an hour and got five of the fifty-seven achievements. Um. Most of it is just for finding stuff, finding weapons and upgrading weapons and stuff like that. Um, there's there's fast travel. There's just great map design. So you know how some games you have to, you get to the end of a place and you have to travel back? No, you don't have to do that here. It, a gate will open up and you'll wind up back at the beginning or you can fast travel to the beginning. So those quality of life things are always welcome. So yeah, Trigger Witch was a good time. Kenny, I want to hear about your good times. All right, so my good times. First one, yeah, I'm going to talk about Halo Three. Yay! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Nate. You can go to sleep. You can take a nap. Game of the okay. year. <laughs> yes, I played this multiple times, and L, I know you and I have talked about getting the annual achievement. We've done it a couple of months ago. It's been a while. We've done it well, together. Yes. Yeah. You, me, Michelle, and Prue, we went yeah. through and did annual annual in Master Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. What's on the screen is not annual. Chief. That is multiplayer, but that'll work. This okay. is entertaining to watch. Okay. Um. So the other night, Ahizo, myself, Icefire, and Frick. I am sorry. Oh, um, Frick is the best. I'm drawing a blank. Wow. I had it, and I just lost it. It was well, vulgar. We went through. Vulgar. Vulgar. Wow. I am so sorry, Devin. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot that. My bad. But yes, we went through. We did the annual achievement in the Master Chief Collection. And then we decided to go through and do Deja Vu. Well, they're the two main achievements that we wanted. We wanted to get a couple of extras um, to help them out. But uh, those were our two main achievements. We loaded up annual and 
if you've listened to the podcast for a while now, you know that annual is a personal favorite achievement for Elle and myself. Like we both love to go for it. It's one of those things. I'll always help someone to get it. It is always going to be a fun time. Um, we loaded into the game and a Heizo started up and he had the flying skull activated. So I totally forgot this was a thing. I haven't played Halo single player since they added that. So I have never used that skull. And when I started playing, I went, man, this is, this might ruin our, this might ruin the annual run. Like it, we could just bypass everything. It's not going to be as fun. You're not going to get that same experience. It's not going to be as enjoy. Oh God, no. Dude, the annual or the flying skull is so much fun. It wound up creating a different aspect of how you would go through the game in that beginning area. So, like, if you know the annual achievement, it's basically you just play, you have to beat the last level of the Halo 3 campaign, four player uh, Xbox Live co op with the Iron Skull, and everyone has to finish on Ghosts. Well, that first part that you get to before you get to, you know, the final iconic run, it's just a slog. You have to fight a ton of flood, and it's kind of difficult to try to get up into that area where it kind of becomes like a tower defense kind of a thing. Well, not tower defense. You just you just hold it out. It's like a survival. Well, with the, with the flying skull, you just go straight up there, and you don't have to fight any of that. Well, what made this enjoyable is I wound up just being like a fighter pilot. And I was talking about how like, I'm just doing bomber bombing runs because I was in first player. I had a, I had a fuel rod and like, I'm flying through the map and just like shooting the fuel rod, doing a bomber bomber run and going back and doing it again. It was, uh, it was a great time. And then if you've, like I say, if you ever done the achievement, the ending part where everyone has to finish in ghosts, it's always just, you figure out who is good at driving in the game. And you figure out who is good at remembering which areas explode from underneath of you. Uh, Ice, he kind of just kept falling into the same spots over and over again. And we're, <laughs> and we're laughing. We're having a, gr- a great time. Uh, yeah, annual. So much fun all the time. It's. I actually wish I would have streamed this. I should have. Oh, you didn't. I, sh- I, sh- I knew I should have, but oh well. And then for the Deja Vu achievement, this is a Halo 3 ODST uh, achievement. It's very similar to the annual where it's the very last level and you have to play it in four-player Xbox Live co-op with the Iron Skull on. But on this, you ha- it's a big like highway that you have to go through. But, and you're not allowed to get into a tank, which would make the which makes this section much much easier, or warthog, which not only makes it easier, but you can just drive through. The fun part about this one is you can still get into mongoose, which is the little art uh, ATV thing, and then on top of that, there are rocket launchers with basically infinite infinite ammo. They come with a thousand rockets, and Let's just say there are spots where when we died and we had to respawn, Ahizo was looking at the mongoose, and if, you know, let's just say he forgot that he was holding the trigger button, he blew himself up a lot. 
<laughs> there was multiple times where he we would spawn and all of a sudden he's boom and then we'd have to spawn spawn again because of the iron skull which it just led to a good time lots of laughs so how long do yeah. would you say annual took doing it that way honestly about the same really it's it's it takes about the same because it's still legendary. You're still, you still have to play on legendary. You still have flood that you know have rocket launchers and um, fuel rod cannons. So like you still die. It makes it a little bit easier in a way, but at the same time, you're, it still takes about the same amount of time. I think between annual and deja vu, it took us like three hours to get both of those, which honestly isn't that bad. Did you uh, watch any of the beta footage? For this? Infinite? Yeah, for Infinite from this past weekend. Nope. Okay. I've heard things. I'm dying. Um, I've heard good things. I. That's what I'm saying. That's why you want to say it. But I, I yeah, heard I will. I'm sure there's going to be more play tests. I'm going to try to get in the next one. I don't want to get in. I think you get I, stuff. I think you get stuff. Do you? There's a season, that's, like, that's if you're going to cool. be in the battle pass, there's a season zero battle pass you can get in. Uh, and they give you, like, free credits. Like, there's, why not? It's multiplayer. No, I mean, it's not cool that you get stuff for being in it and you can, not everyone can be in it. That's not cool. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I hear. Yeah. I didn't try this time, but I think I'm going to try next time. If someone in chat can confirm that or someone in Discord can confirm that, let me know because if that's the case, I'm going to try to get into the beta. Um, <laughs> I can see Fufu now like playing it with not looking, <laughs> but just trying to get credit for being in it so he can get the free stuff. Well, yeah, because <laughs> if I'm going to get free stuff, I'm going to want to. Otherwise, I wanted to go into the game completely blind. Halo Infinite, when that, whenever we get the release date, I'm taking off of work that day and I'm just playing Halo all day long. And <sighs> I wanted to go in... You never take Fresh. the day off because the, the multiplayer servers never handle it. So you uh-huh. always do like the day after or the week after. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 oh, no. You're just talking you campaign. single player first. You okay. start with the campaign, then you go to multiplayer. Okay. I didn't know you had a... You don't do it the other way. That's just weird. At least we're in the okay. age of digital where... That's like people who eat the crust first on their pizza. No, no, you don't do that. Well, is it stuffed crust? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It you does, eat the pizza, then you matters. eat the crust. At Master least Chief in the collection of- took like a year to work properly, so you need to take off a lot of work. I mean, at least we're in the age of digital where <laughs> you don't have to wait for like a disc to come in unless you're showing up at midnight, which doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's probably going to be 200 gigs to download also. Unless you're Prue. That too. Who for some reason <laughs> still buys yeah, still buys physical. Mm-hmm. That Sea of Thieves disc uh, is getting a lot of playtime, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, Halo Infinite. I'm trying to stay away. I like I said, I, I want to go in fresh. I don't want to know. I want to know as little as possible about it because I am extremely hyped on that game. It's going to be good. It has to be good. So I can't wait for them to crush my dreams. Uh other game I played, and I've been play, actually been playing this. For the past two weeks, or yeah, I guess about the past two weeks. I was going to talk about this last week, but then I wasn't able to join. Um, I've been playing Dishonored. Oh, uh, good. Have game. you guys played this? This is this is not Dishonored. Yeah, there have been some Game Pass quests in that game. I don't, <laughs> I don't play stealth games. 
Okay, that's about what I figured. It's a good game. So, I played it. I loved it. It was good. Really? Okay. And that's why I was kind of I was kind of wondering if anybody here was loving this because I'm not loving it. Really? How are you So you can play this two different ways. Uh, and you have to for achievement. I it's not something I would do, but are you playing it stealthily or are you going and killing everybody? So, let me say this first. The story for it, I'm not loving. I think it's very meh. Like everything around around it, it's just kind of eh to me. Like the setting is cool. The gameplay is amazing. Like they nailed the the gameplay of it. But like as far as like the story goes and the characters, I think it's not good. Um huh. as to how I'm playing it, and it, maybe when I maybe when I finish. I'll change my mind. I don't know if there's a twist ending. I have no I haven't been spoiled on on it, so I don't know how it's gonna end. Maybe that'll change, but as of right now, where I am, I'm just whatever with the game. Um the way I'm playing it is I try to be as stealthy as possible in every single game. So whether it be an Assassin's Creed, a Tomb Raider, whatever, if there's a stealth option, I try to be stealthy. But if one of these jack wagons see me and they won't stop coming, uh, trying to kill me, and I get tired of reloading, I'm just gonna go guns blazing, and that's what I've kind of done with this, where I try to be as stealthy as possible. I try to assassinate as many people without getting seen. But then as soon as I get seen and my back's against the wall, it's like, all right, it's open season, and I just go ham. Interesting. I would have thought um, you would have really liked this game. Bacon. Like I said, the gameplay is awesome if you like assassin's creed uh the stealth or or any of like the stealth kind of stuff this is kind of like that but with superpowers and like you might have seen in the trailer here if you're watching with us they have a superpower called blink and basically it's like a short range teleport that is so much fun to play with it adds a whole new level of uh depth of how you can go about these levels and getting to assassinate your target or whatever. And that's also where, and this is a Bethesda game, this is where Bethesda really does shine, is the, is the world building. There's so many le- ways you can go about completing your mission. You can, sometimes you can go under level, sometimes you can go, you jump on the roofs and go through the top. You can talk to someone else and do like a side mission and they give you a key to go in the, be- to give you a back way. That kind of stuff is cool, and that's what I really like about the game. It's just the story is just meh. Um, what you were talking about, Corey, how there's two different ways to play. You can actually go through this entire game and not ever kill anybody. And that's, in fact, that's actually an achievement is to completely go through without killing anybody. There's an achievement without ever getting caught. Yeah, see, both of those um, are impossible for me. <laughs> Yeah, like that's the kind of stuff where you're going to need a guide. And also kind of like in Bethesda games, like the Elder Scrolls, you can save at any point. So you're going to be doing a lot of saving and loading if you're trying to get that. I don't know how you could do that. I would have to watch a guide. Yeah, it's been years since I've played it. Um, I just remember really liking it and uh, enough to get the sequel and uh, the spinoff. They've been sitting forever in my backlog. I, I need to get to them. But uh, there's a spinoff. Yeah. There is a spinoff. Yeah, uh, it's called Death of an Outsider. I think. Oh, okay. 
See, I've never heard of that game. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, a smaller one. Um, uh, kind of like the Far Cry games, you know? Like they have their right. spinoffs. I, I kind of put it to that. But yeah, you have Death, uh, you have Dishonored, uh, which has a Xbox One stack, uh, the Definitive Edition. That's what I played. Uh, but then two, That's what I'm playing. Yeah, uh, it was on 360 uh, before. Uh, and then Dishonored 2 is out, and it has a Windows 10 stack. And uh, Dishonored Death of an Outsider also has a Windows uh, stack as well. I don't know where that falls in the timeline, but okay, all made by Arcane Studios and uh, supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, like I'm enjoying the game enough that unless something really turns, I want to play the second. Because like I said, the gameplay is awesome. I'm really enjoying it. The story just hasn't grabbed me yet. Uh, do you know how far along you are? Um, I just got to the point where I guess minor spoiler alert. Oh, you're um, not very far at all. I j- I'm looking at your achievements. You're not far along. Okay, so maybe that will help. Yeah, like I just kidnaps. Uh, what was his name? Slokov or Solkov or something like that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to the masquerade party. Like, I have no idea how long the game is. I'm not sure how far into the story I am. I know I've put a decent amount of time into it, but I also like to explore. It's a it's a Bethesda game. I'm going to explore. Yeah. Because the, the world building and what, you know, the map and all that is good. Yeah, you keep playing and let me know how you get along. I think I think you'll end up on a good side of it. I probably will. I know this game has a, a, is kind of like critically acclaimed. I know a lot of people really enjoy it. So I'm sure there's some sort of a turning point in the story that's going to make me want to enjoy it. Yeah, that was Dishonor. That's what I've been up to. Nice. Uh, all right, that's all for the game showcase this week. So let's get on to some sales. Um, I saw absolutely nothing this week that I'm going to recommend or point out although if sonic forces is really is on sale for 10 bucks that's mine uh l you got anything um i'm just gonna recommend some obvious cheapos if for some reason you haven't played where the bees make honey it is 99 cents and it's usually ten dollars so that is no that's a sale that is a sale and every time it comes up, I have to mention Demetrius because I really enjoy the humor in that game, even though it's pretty messed up and outdated. Um, but that makes me Didn't enjoy you hate that more. game, Corey. Oh, Corey, Corey hates it because he missed an achievement and doesn't want to go back for it. A missable uh, achievement that's, that's worth it. zero gamer score. That's going to take me hours There's... to do. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I remember but that. If now. You, but if you actually read the <laughs> text, you'll enjoy your time with it. Nah, will I? Yes. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Two games for 99 cents that are easy completions if that's what you're into. All right. Uh, Corey? My only sale this week, a lot of good percentages off. You should really check it out. But my only one I'm going to recommend is uh, that store. It's uh, 0% off this week. All right. Uh, Nate, I see you got a couple. Yes. Uh, Death's Door PC <laughs> is also 0% off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you should pick it up. Give me a copy. Um, Sir Lovelot. 
$6.99 down from $10. This is a platformer. TA says it's three to four hours. Um, I tried the demo. So, word of the warning, uh, the demo will pop achievements. However, that's okay, because I kind of like this game. What? Yeah, the demo popped achievements. Um, I kind of like it. It's It reminds me of like a Meat Boy-ish type platformer. I know there were some other like Rattalika type games. Rattalika, or were they? Yeah, I think they're rats. Sometimes you. Um, yeah, they're kind of like this, uh, like Daggerhood or whatever. Um, that I know people liked those games. I think they would like this one, too. Um, there's no timer component to it. I can't remember if Meat Boy had a timer that you had to beat or something. Uh, but each level has coins and golden eggs and like a no-death challenge. I don't know if you need all that to get the completion or not. Uh, there's appears to be a lot of levels. I think you will be able to get all the achievements just by kind of playing through. And I don't know if you have to three-star everything or, or whatever to get the, the full completion. But uh, it's kind of a fun time. So check it out. But uh, maybe do it on a uh, second account if you're doing the trial and you're not sure and you care about you know completions and you know, if you want to buy this thing or not. So, uh, before you move on, um, do you know if yeah. it's a time trial or is it a game like a content Restricted. It is a 15-minute timed trial, and I picked up a whole bunch of achievements in that 15 minutes. Uh, I picked up, like, f- three or four or something, and I wasn't really trying for anything. I was just, like, doing my normal thing. Like, oh, I beat the level. Okay, let me go back and do it better <laughs> because uh, I think I missed something. I didn't know that there was a, a hidden golden egg or more on, on each level. So uh, when I went back in and I started looking for things and just bumping into every wall, I found it. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll look for that on the next level, too. And then I, of course, jumped into a spike. Boom. Achievement. Um, so, you know, it's uh, it's fun. I enjoy it. Uh, I will probably be picking it up. Uh, maybe not at $7, but maybe. Uh, and then, and then uh, trying to get the completion on that. Indie-calypse. In- Indie-cal... I'm not really sure. It's like Apocalypse, but Indie-calypse. Uh, $6.49 down from $13. This is an adventure game. It's two to three hours. And it seems like it's a, a game that has a whole bunch of mini games that are kind of stringing the narrative together. Like you, you just do this little bit of narrative thing and you go do a weird mini game. It also seems like a game that's going to show up on Waka's Weird Wonders at some point in the near future. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild. Uh, you can uh, shower with your grandfather. So I know Chip will like it. Um, wait, wait, what? <laughs> there's a mini game where you have to find your grandfather in the shower and there's like three grandfathers and you have to run to the right one uh, every time, which I, I don't know if that's shower with your dad, but uh, uh, it's, it's, they've got something like that. So they've got all kinds of weird mini games. There's like a punch out mini game. It's bizarre. Go check out a video and see if that's for you. Uh, it's, it's probably for Waka. It's been on my oh, watch list for a while. No no surprises, I'm sure. Um, the only thing that got me down on it was that uh, on Steam it says mostly negative reviews. <laughs> I don't know if they wished it was Shower With Your Dad or what, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, check it out. It looks weird. If you're into weird, it's definitely that. Uh, and finally, My Friend Pedro, which is $10 down from 20 This is the lowest price it's been. If you played it when it was in Game Pass and you didn't get all of the uh, gold star on the levels... Or whatever, um, maybe or this is a good time to pick it. it up. And the PC version is also uh, 50% off as well. Uh, I'm thinking about it because I would like that completion. I'll second to my friend Pedro. I didn't play a ton of it, but what I played, it was fun. You should also get Indie Darling uh, Volume 4 bundle, it has games Three. in it. 
No, four. He says four. Did he do it wrong? That's okay. He can't count. Who? Indie Darling Bundle Volume 3 has Omega Strike and Shikandu Soul Eater and Nefarious and 1979 Revolution Black Friday. Four games for $6.44. Omega Strike is, of course, a Vayner. And it is by the people that did the Rats uh, Devious Dungeon games and uh, Random Heroes. I started playing that one. It is pretty fun. I have not played any of the other ones except for 1979 Revolution, which is not a bad completion, and you learn you learn stuff. So that was a good one. Yeah. Not a bad recommendation. Go for that it, Mario. That was a recommendation from Mario. Yeah. Thanks, Mario. All right. You should stream all four well, of those games, Mario. Yeah. That seems fair. The, the other two are a 3.3 ratio and a 4 ratio, so yeah, that makes sense. All right. That's easy for him. Well, well, if you don't want to buy any games, we do have some free games with Games of Gold because, of course, we it didn't come out before the podcast last week. Available August 1st to the 31st is Darksiders 3. Available August 16th to September 15th is Ukulele. And then on the 360 side, available August 1st to August 15th is is Lost Planet 3. And then August 15th to August 31st, also on the 360, is Garu. Garu. Yeah, I I don't know how to say (laughs) that one. Garu, Garu, something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Darksiders 1 was good, but. I didn't mess with those other it's, ones after they messed up all of the achievements. Yeah, we Sorry, know, we guys. know. You unobtainable. You won't play. And uh, definitely not. I still got to finish the first one anyway. And then we'll go from there. Ukulele is, of course, a game from the Banjo Kazooie folks. And Lost and Planet Bass, 3 is, I'm sure, a 200 hour completion. No, not this one, actually. Oh, no? I'm, I, I'm almost positive that this <laughs> one is the short one. Oh, uh, you know what? I Capcom. think he's right. That sounds right. I figured yeah, out how to say that. 25 to Mark 30 of the hours. Wolves is a lying liar where the TA estimate says something like two to three hours. Oh, yeah. Neo is saying the same thing. It was hard, and I didn't finish it when it was on Game Pass. And I said, I'm not even going to buy this because forget it. But now it's going to be free, and then I'll own it. And, yeah. It's maybe easy if you're a fighting master or if you have a... A nephew that can help you out, put in some of the uh, directions. But if you're good at fighters, it's supposed to be a quick, quick one. I mean, it's games with gold. There's four games on here you may or may not have. So it's like, hey, cool, free I mean, free games. It's but definitely a varied, a varied month. You're not wrong there. Platformer, I mean, a it's... shooter, a fighter, and a hack and slash. So it's pretty good. Uh, congratulations to a gray shark for winning our giveaway. If you're only listening to our audio version, check out our monthly video stream. You could win a giveaway every month. Yeah. Be here. You miss out. Yeah. Games of gold, very mediocre, but it's not bad. Holy crap. While oh. games of gold is suffering, game pass is freaking flourishing right now. Okay. Uh, I've said it on the internet, so I'm going to say it here. This 
may be the best month of Game Pass we've ever had. What? You know, I will challenge you. I, now that you say that, I want to go back through and or and like try to start keeping a record of all the different months and see what was added because this is a strong collection of games right here. Uh so first up on the cloud console and PC, uh we have Curse of the Dead Gods. All right, so also on meh. I just want to th- throw little tidbits in there if you don't mind. Go for it. So yeah, I don't have to tell you guys to buy it every time it's on sale because it's free on Game Pass now. And uh, like Fufu said, it's on PC. This one comes with a stacked list, so double mm. double whammy there. Wow, nice. Yep. Also to cloud console and PC is Dodgeball Academia. Yep, this was Kush's uh, pick last week, coming real soon. Doesn't look bad. Humble games, right? Dodgeball game. Can't can't go wrong with that. No, hey, no, no, Dodgeball uh, RPG. Yeah, this is up yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, right, you're right. Yeah, yeah I talked about this last so, week. Uh, you should you should check this out. I think you'd like it. Uh, we mentioned yes, it last I week. I believe this is something I want. It was good. Um, also on the cloud console and PC, Katamari. Domacy. Thank you. Oh, Domacy reroll. Let him do it. Let him work <laughs> oh, it out. I can't. I would have got it. I would have got it. I'm dumb, dumbassy. <laughs> I'm also excited All right, for so, this one. And it will have a Windows uh, stack as well that's new. Yes, I'm very much looking forward to this game. I've played uh, ripoffs of this game on like mobile. And, you know, I have fun with it for a couple of hours. And I delete the app and move on to the next game. So this one I'm interested in, in playing. I know everyone that plays the Katamari games enjoys this one. And we saw the list on this. It's very straightforward. Beat the game and you get all but two of the achievements. I, and I forget how many there are off the top of my head. 21? 21, thank you. That sounds right. Double down. Something like that. Uh... Also on the cloud console and PCs, Lumi's Remaster. Oh, I'm sorry, what? So, Try again. <laughs> Luminous? Luminous. Okay, there you go. I, I, Luminous. There Luminous. You go. Luminous. Lumi's. That one also has a Windows so Lumi, version. So <laughs> Lumi's Remastered. That's just Just say Luminescence to yourself, and then you can figure it out. So Evanescence Remastered. Oh, God. This, Bring it to life. <laughs> Uh, juggling puzzle game. Shamed. So we were looking up this at this game's list and the completions and whatnot. Michelle is one of twenty people who have actually had this complete have this game completed. Shout one, out! So she's about to get a nice. She's about to get a nice Game Pass bump. I think it's a pretty like well-regarded puzzle game. Yes, so it's, it's not like uh, just your standard. I don't know columns puzzle game right i'm trying to find see how many people started it's like four thousand i think no 2100 okay i think i'm thinking a ratio it's like a four something ratio 5.1 ratio it's a 5.1 ratio game as is so one of those days i get it right completionist you probably want to stay away but yeah michelle's one of 20 people out of 2100 people that have completed this so gg on that completion (laughs) so (laughs) After that, coming to the console 
and this is through the EA Play, is Skate, and coming to the cloud is Skate 3. Re- it's a highly regarded skate, uh, skateboarding. Revolutionized <laughs> skateboarding game and, uh, and a really good sequel. I'm honestly kind of surprised they weren't already in EA Play. I thought they I'm were. Kind of Which server's that down? You already have it. So, so there. Isn't the server down? There, there are some discontinues uh, in one or both. I don't remember, but that should yes. not stop you from playing this game. I'm telling you. Eh. At least Skate Three, maybe, maybe skip Skate One because they did improve on it. But Skate Three is Chef's Kiss. But what it's about? What what is it about? Uh, you know about getting on and off your board. Oh. And controlling, okay. controlling your your feet. It's a scooter game. Now, why why no skate two? Why, why no skate two on EA Play? Well, like, didn't they give away skate and or I think digitally you can get skate and skate three, but for some reason you can't get skate two digitally. I think is there a reason? Um, it has to be of like licensing or something. You, you like that. can get it digitally. I'm looking at can it right you? now. It's fifteen dollars. It's not backwards compatible. Yeah, you're stupid. I seem to remember there was something different about that one. Like, or, or maybe that one just never shows up on sale. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I can't remember. Can't I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a little weird how they handle that one because skate is backwards compatible, but skate two isn't. And obviously skate three is. Maybe that's, what maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. I remember there was something Wait, weird about two weird. that wasn't, you know, one of these things is not like the other uh, <laughs> for the other two. Yeah, and I looked it up. Um, Skate has 17 discontinued achievements, and uh, Skate 3 has four. But, oh my gosh, it's such a great game. Like, I wish the online was still there. I would play with you guys. That would be a good stream. But, I, I don't know. They, they revolutionized skateboarding games, and uh, there's a reason Skate 4 is highly sought after, and it's happening in like three years. See, I never got super into skate and I always played Tony Hawk. I played so much Tony Hawk and what do you think I did? By the time skate came around, I was kind of tired of skateboarding games, but like I've played a decent amount at friend's house. I just, I've never owned them. I have a, a memory of trying skate and hating it because I could not figure out the controls, but something clicked in, I don't know if I picked it up again at Skate 2 or if I picked up Skate later on, but something clicked later, and uh, I, I, I don't want to go back. It's it's like top tier. And then like Project Session is out right now, and they, they're trying to revolutionize even that control scheme, and I think that one goes a little bit too, too, off, too, too simulation-y. Like you're controlling each foot with the thumbstick, and it's, it's a little too much for me, I, but these skate controls are really good. Yeah, I remember liking the games. I just just haven't played them that much. And then continuing on, we have Starmancer, which is a game preview game. This is coming to the to the PC. Uh, easily the lowest thing yeah. on this whole list. Just saying. Oh, otherwise easily. you're saying just top tier stuff. Yes, all those games I just mentioned are coming August fifth, and then August twelfth. Uh, to the cloud console and PC, Art of Rally. Uh, more on that in a bit. August 13th, cloud console and PC. This is huge. I cannot believe this is coming to Game Pass. Hades. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, more on that in a bit. 
And then for the final one, this is a cool ad. August 17th for the PC Microsoft Solitaire Collection Premium Edition. Yeah, baby. So, guy, What? I would, oh, I, uh, the way you said I thought you wanted to talk about it. No, I'm just saying it's a, it's a, I think it's a cool add-on, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, just the print, you get the premium edition of Microsoft Solitaire Collection. Like, I know most people listening to this probably have played this at some point. You should have it completed and, already. It's been out for years. Or that. Yeah, but now oh. you can get free double XP, which will help with those monthly challenges. Oh, yeah. And but, 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 that's but, so we nice. have people in Discord confirming that, like, uh, that your the mobile apps, like, it carries over to that, too. Really? Yes. It's been out since 2015. You should have it done already. This is good, I guess, if you don't have it done. Sucks to be early adopter, doesn't it? Guess, yeah, very right. super early adopter. <laughs> Surprise, it's not you guys closed down by known now. In six years, we're going to get this for free on a I know. <laughs> it's so obvious. I, I know, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a cool ad. Now I wonder if they're going to do the same thing with the other, uh, like, Sudoku casual games. Like Sudoku or Is word game still a thing? I don't have it on my phone. I wish it would be. I thought they were. Not sure. What's I don't know. I I haven't really ever dabbled in these. At but one point for I know there's a lot of people that enjoy them and have played them, and I know uh there's been a bunch of people who said that these kind of like casual games, they just go through them like the first thing that they do at work and just do a little bit each day. I think another perk is so. you can do old challenges without, you know, changing your clock. So you could probably uh, knock out like a lot of months. You know, if you just want to play a lot of solitaire one day, uh, you could go back and, you know, retroactively do that. I think. Well, that's don't nice. quote me, but I think. Don't mess with your clock. No one likes a clock tease. Just don't do it. Don't cheat. All right. Well, with all good things, there has to be some games that are being removed. No! Leaving August 8th on the clouded console is Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, and then on August 15th, on the PC, we are losing Ape Out and Crossing Souls. On the cloud console and PC, we are losing Darksiders Genesis. I didn't even know that was a game. Uh, cloud console and PC, we are losing Don't Starve. Console and PC, we are losing Final Fantasy VII, which that sucks. And then on cloud console and PC, we are losing Elroy's favorite game, Train Sim World 2020. So yeah, we're not losing any real hitters outside of like Grand Theft Auto V. That one kind of sucks. But like, man, the additions of Game Pass. Let me just throw out there. Um, Frame tracks all the Game Pass stuff. And uh, apparently, I put a reminder in Discord to say, see if Frame was right about Grand Theft Auto in three months. And like, it was almost to the day of the announcement. And he was spot on with it going out. <laughs> nice. But yes, uh, that was Game Pass news. Now let's get into some coming real soon. Uh, oh, go ahead and kick this one off. Uh, first, I need to compliment the pro art that Corey provided to us. Thank you. A plus plus. A 
A plus plus indeed. All right. So coming real soon on Tuesday, August 10th, there is a, a wrestling game coming out that is not a WWE game. <gasps> Wait, they, those exist? Apparently. So I did some research. This game is called Action Arcade Wrestling. So I guess AAW. AAW. Developed by Vico Game Studio and published by Reverb, who have published quite a few Xbox games. Um, the hook of this game is that they're basically cell shaded graphics. And it's just crazy, wacky arcade wrestling. There's power-ups. There's, like, laser beams. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Uh, you could Okay, have, now that sounds interesting. You could have up to 10 wrestlers in the ring, which sounds cool, but also sounds like it would be hard to find your guy and keep track. So Sounds awesome. That sounds like chaos. Yeah. Uh, the big hook of this game seems to be the game, uh, the wrestler creator. Um, so much like the popular Fire Pro Wrestling, you can create a wrestler, upload it to the servers, and then you could download people's creations. So what people do to get around the fact that there's no real wrestlers in there is they'll create them and then people will download them. So then that's how you basically get the real wrestlers in the game. So you can have like a Jim Cena and you can see him. <laughs> Something like that, yes. He's in the, homic- he's in the Homicide Squad faction <laughs> um yeah so this game has been on steam apparently for two or three years now and there's actually a separate program that you can download called wrestle lab where you can create your guys on your computer so you don't even need to do it in the game you do it right on your computer and upload it right huh. there and then you can just download it in in game and it's confirmed to work on the console versions as well I'm not going to lie. Interesting. Like, this looked really bad. <laughs> but when I saw all those created characters, that's pretty sweet. It looks pretty cool, right? I would play it for that. Um, <laughs> it would give me 20 minutes of entertainment. Sometimes it's fun just to scroll through the created things and see what people came up with. There, I saw Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah. There. <laughs> what did you see? I saw Donkey Kong. Somebody yeah, made Donkey people Kong. People don't just make wrestlers. Huh. They make video game characters. They make celebrities. They make all kinds of crazy things. Yeah, so it's coming to Xbox and PlayStation and the Switch. So they they really did well. I think this was a, a crowdfunded game, Indiegogo, that was attached to the Chikara promotion. Now it doesn't look like it's attached to that anymore. It looks like it's a $15 game. Of course, Steam had it on discount for like 6 bucks a couple weeks ago, but... I'm sure it'll be $15 at launch. Hopefully the gameplay is good because everything else is is pretty cool. Now, is it online? Um, that's a good question. I have not seen one because way or the if, other. Because if it's online, I could see that being fun with getting together with, with people and playing. I haven't seen it advertised, so that leads me to believe that it is not. Me. Based on looks alone. <laughs> But I would doubt. Yeah, I doubt it as well. Okay. I was just wondering. That's the only way I could ever see myself playing it. Is wrestling. Wrestling. Well, that's, Not my thing. That's action arcade wrestling. All right. All right. 
Well, next game's coming real soon. Thursday, August 12th, like we mentioned a minute ago, Art of Rally. Now, this game was shown off at uh, an event last year. Last year, I forget which one. I can't remember if it was the Indie Showcase or an E3 or something like that. It just looks like a nice zen racing game. I'll just read a little blurb. Race in the golden era of rally. Drive iconic cars from the 60s to Group B on challenging stages through stylized environments inspired by real worldwide locations. This just looks like a cool, nice, easygoing, do a couple of races before bed uh, game. When we when this was first announced, I know this was something that I said I had some interest in. Um, I believe you guys said you also had at least some interest in it. Yeah. And yeah, it just just looks like it's going to be a good racing game. The graphics are very different for a racing game. It's I I, I don't even know what you would call them. Uh, it's also crappy. A- no, it's also a racing game oh. that <laughs> doesn't appear to have any competitors. Um, yeah, like it's me, like a time game. I don't, I believe. I don't know. I know there's a couple of achievements that looks like it might be kind of make it a t- for a tough completion, but who knows? Eldritch says this game looks like Lonely Mountains downhill, but with a car. That's actually a really good way to put it. Yeah. Um, like I like I mentioned a, a minute ago, it's common to Game Pass, but if for some reason you want to buy, it's $25. So, and doing a little bit of looking around the internet, looks like it's getting some pretty good reviews, too. Yay. Yeah, Art of Rally. Uh, Corey, your go. Uh, speaking of games that get really good reviews, um, Hades is finally... Coming to uh, Xbox and Game Pass. So uh, you don't have to pay for this. And uh, let me tell you, if you thought I liked Curse of the Dead Gods, I can only imagine that I'm going to like Hades even more. Um, it, You're going to go If nuts you haven't followed it, you and Nate. it got a lot of Game of the Year awards last year when it came out. It's been on PC uh, and I think Switch. And uh, yes. So basically what you are doing is, uh, I don't know if you're like the son of Zeus, but it's got a lot of Greek mythology in there and you're battling, uh, different bosses, uh, through the depths of, I guess, hell, uh, making your way to Hades. I don't know if he's the final boss or, or what, but, um, it's a rogue, it's a rogue game, roguelike or something that roguelite or like whichever one it is. It's one of those and it's a dungeon crawler uh, type game. So the, as you go down the depths, you are getting these boons that change uh, the way that you fight. And you could also get weapons, I believe as well. It, it's really similar to curse of the dead God. Um, there are also permanent upgrades. So that's where the get as far as you can, uh, loop comes in uh, where you can get some permanent upgrades and then you'll get a little bit further next time and, and keep going and so on and so forth. Uh, the game is fully voice acted. Um, apparently the bosses remember you. So it, I don't know if, if they remember like your play style, but um, something about remembering you being there before 
I don't know if it's just a story thing or what, but that that plays into effect. Yeah. Um, it's also made by the same people who made Transistor and Pyre, which I don't know of except of high regarded games, and Bastion. So I, I do know about Bastion. I know a lot of people love that. Um, I love the look of Hades. It kind of looks comic booky. And then Hades dashed around. And then Hades shot at that guy. And then Hades dashed around again. Yeah, that's what you're doing a lot. You're going through these rooms, and uh, I believe you have to pick a path. Um, and that's just like a Curse of the Dead Gods as well. You had to pick your path, uh, kind of pick your poison, if you will, because it that depended on the rewards you got and uh, sometimes the curses you got. And so I think uh, Hades is similar. And I've always said that Curse of the Dead Gods was our version of Hades because they came out sort of similar time frames. Um, and so now I, th- I think it's kind of comical that we're getting not only a Curse of the Dead Gods stack, but that's coming to Game Pass it, within a week of Hades coming. So uh, it is like roguelike mania over here. And uh, kind of yeah. where I've been headed the past little bit, I'm really digging these kind of games. So I can't be more excited for Hades. Nothing from you about this, Nate? I thought for sure you'd be gushing about it too. Oh, was my mic not on? <laughs> I was I was just I was just uh you know Muppet screaming the entire time Corey was talking. <laughs> um yeah, I'm super excited. I haven't paid too much attention to it because <laughs> I, I don't want to know anything. Um I don't want to know how it works. I, I just know that this game is going to be something that I really like. Just like Omno turned out to be fantastic. Exactly what I wanted. Uh that's exactly what I expect out of Hades. <laughs> All right. Well in that case, Nate Cage. All this right. Is we, this is such a Nate Cage. Bring us home. Have saved the pets for last. And Oh, yeah. These are the puns you're paying for, guys. Uh, Paw Patrol, the movie, Adventure City Calls, uh, lands on Friday, August 13th. So (laughs) if for some reason, (laughs) if for some reason you can't download Hades and play a really good game, uh, play Paw Patrol, the movie, Adventure City Calls. Now, I love these games because I love crossover uh, and I have a daughter and she loves or loved Mm -hmm. Paw Patrol back in the day. So I just love these, uh, you know. It combines two things that I like. So um, this game appears to differ from the first game. Now, I haven't played the, the second game either, which is, I think, when they become superheroes, which is pretty cool. Uh, and that, that game moves more from a linear, like, left-to-right platformer to more of a kind of, I don't want to call it a sandbox game, because a sandbox Paw Patrol would be hilarious. Um, but the, uh, the levels are more cats. <laughs> the, the levels are more. Yeah. Uh, whoa, hey, uh, the <laughs> levels are more three D, where you're kind of walking around and, and you're not you're not stuck on that you know left to right axis. So um, they and say that you can play mini games. You can play mini games <laughs> like Pup Pup Boogie, awesome in Ooh. solo or local co op. So I don't believe the first game had co op. Uh, this game does. I think the second game also had co-op. This seems a lot over. like seems a lot like they took the engine from the second game and then just overlaid movie stuff into this. Uh, is what it looks like. Collect them all. Unlock reward badges for collecting all the pup treats. So if you want a screenshot of a, a game about the movie, then that's what you need to do to get it. Uh, be the pups, including Marshall Sky and the new city girl Liberty. Uh, I can't help but think GTA when I hear City Liberty. 
Um, that's just me. Uh, Paw Patrol <laughs> saves the day in amazing rescues and bonus missions. Maybe it is a oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of stuff going, a lot of similarities there. Uh, so is like I was hot, saying, the fir- hot coffee. <laughs> that first game is more like a, a platformer, and this one's definitely uh, expands upon that. Hopefully, it's not as frustrating because those swimming levels and the flying levels were really scary uh, in terms of <laughs> like I'm supposed to be good at games and I missed a bone. Uh, so I hope that doesn't happen again. Um, yeah. So Nate, you should stream this. Well, yeah. The problem is these games come out at like forty dollars, and that's like it's like too it's too much for how much I enjoy them and what I really want out of them. So if we can get a review copy, you I won't will pay, absolutely stream it. You won't pay a dime absolutely. over thirty five. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I pick them up about half price, and then they go sale. They go down to fifteen dollars right after I do it. So you know, you're welcome. Never under that though. But that's Paw Patrol, the movie, the game, about the movie, <laughs> Adventure City Calls. It's Friday, August 13th. And- the book, the movie. Yeah. All right. Well, let's continue on. Nate, since you're talking, why don't you also give us to run down some contests? Sure. So this month's Gamertag Challenge uh, is Retro Chief 1969. But before we get to that, let's talk about July, uh, where our Gamertag Challenge was for KBAL 73. Uh, he had a wild card game of Dead Space 3, and then we had a bonus for him, which was Buy a Vowel, which were achievements with words containing three or more vowels. And oh my gosh, you guys submitted a lot. We had 25 participants. <laughs> we had 143 letters that were earned. We had one bonus game that was uh, basically scored, and that was Wheezy Fuzz, so good job. Uh, we had 1,006 valid bonuses out of 1,116 that were submitted. Um, Yep. And we had 1,300 total draws. So I need to maybe... Holy hell. Might need to do a little more research on these bonus uh, challenges. uh, Because that was a lot to go through. (laughs) Um, uh, Just, you know, some accolades. Some accolades for the people that really worked hard on this. The high bonuses. uh, Nightwolf had 99. Dude with the Face had 100. Uh, Hat 90 had 100. Mr. Matism had 143. And oh, Toby Lynn, newcomer to the Gamertag Challenge, had 157. Nice. Uh, And then crushing it, as she always seems to do, Northern Lass with 245. Ladies, Uh, (laughs) now I did check all these. uh, And my gosh, there were only like two errors in submissions so thank you guys for only submitting valid achievements but uh oh my gosh that was crazy and after the drawing our winner is matism hey yes and he only had yeah he only had the 143 bonus i was thinking it would be both hilarious and sad if someone that only had three submissions won but uh, as it turns out, uh, one of the people that did a lot of work uh, ended up getting, ended up winning the draw. Oh my god, that would have been great with someone <laughs> with three submissions won it. Nice one, job, Matism. You hey. hit an Oklahoma run. Good job, buddy. Terrible. Now in August, once again, we have Retro Chief nineteen sixty nine, and his wildcard game is famously uh, a previous completion or new achievement earned in a. In the Forza series, so this could be Forza or this could be Forza Horizon. I think we might even accept uh, that Fast and Furious thing, which was pretty fun. 
Um, and that's worth one bonus draw max. And our bonus is it belongs in a museum. So achievements uh, with words meaning old, uh, <laughs> example, old, ancient, or retro. Uh, and once again, we are looking for the full word uh, and not for, you know, oldism or, I don't know, cold. Uh -huh. Wouldn't matter. It would have to be <laughs> the actual word old. Uh, and that's worth one bonus draw per achievement, limit one draw per achievement. So if there's more than one old word in the achievement title, you're still you only getting the one. Can you submit a picture of Fug? Uh, yeah. Of course, Fug wants that one. Um, that'd be a little too easy. Fug can submit Fug. Darn it. There are no achievements that just has L in the title. Why would there be? I don't know. Look up or now. Moving on to other contests, uh, unless you guys want to say something no, hilarious. No, I think we're done. Okay, I wasn't sure if you had something hilarious. Um, another contest <laughs> that Never. that I uh, talked about and then promptly forgot about for a month or two uh, was June Raider. That was where I challenged people to mm. come along and play Tomb Raider games with me in the month of June, uh, and then wait a few months until the results. Um, and we had, to, because I just forget things, you know, that's what happens. Um, we had our, our big earners were dude with the face who had 24 achievements earned. Uh, now once again, uh, let me go over the scoring. It was, you had to earn an achievement in Tomb Raider game in that month. If you did that, then any previous completions you had would be worth, I think it was five points. So I don't have the breakdown for what it was, who, who's, who got what by what means, but I do know that dude with the face got 24 points. Bastion Reader had 25 points, and Vulgar Latin had 34 points. Now, when all Dang. the tallying was done, we took a random drawing, just like we do for the Gamertag Challenge, and our winner is Triple Triad 777. Uh, he earned six, and he had four previous completions for a total of 26 draws. So why did I not nice. list him in the big earners? I don't know. I'm not good at this. <laughs> So that was our June Raider. Finally done. Congratulations, Triple Triad 777. And uh, Fufu, you want to do our patron drawing? We'll give you sure. your prize next June. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think it's fair. All right. So for our Patreon drawing, oh. as always, first of the month, so we do, we get all of our Patreon donators, put all their names in a hat, pull one out. And for this month, our Patreon winner is Cabo73. Nice. Thank you so much for supporting and congratulations on getting the random draw. Oh, it's a beautiful uh, calligraphy. That is a nice font. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Dang, you, way to go. You. You've been spawning all that. I liked it. Yes. He's thank you to all of our patrons that helped donate. Even the Boston with people. That, even the Boston ones. They sometimes are saucy. With that, let's get into our last part here for us. Uh, Brag Camp. Corey, take it away. Home stretch. Let's do it. For completions, we have Sincere Seeker 6. That's a lot of S's. They have got 200 it's completed games, as well as Toby Lynn and Fight Club, which we don't talk about here. Chesno has passed 250 games as, as Crazy Catman. Ahoj, 550 completed games. Lord of Dookie, 69, 600 completed games. Red, 047, 650 games. Mental Knight, 
has come up to the Gembot UK level, and they both have 800 completed games. Inferno 118 is at 950 completed games, and Lucas 1987 is at 2,250 completed games. I don't know. Am I supposed to wait for the, the slide to change? I'm waiting I don't know. for you to talk. <laughs> All right, then. In ratio, <laughs> magic will happen in the background. Johnny Delicious has reached a new milestone uh, with a TA ratio of 1.8, as has Planting 42. That means he also got 1.8. In streaks, Red 047 <laughs> currently is on a 100-day win streak. Uh, Sincere Seeker 6 is currently on a 500-day win streak, tied with AS Unknown 1. All right, in gamer score, I need Togepi has hit 150,000 gamer score. Trap Chef Sen- Trap Chef Sanji, God, it's too late, has gotten to 300,000 gamer score. Fight Club 350,000 gamer score. A Woo, he didn't sing it. 650,000 gamer score. Quick Don't Die 700,000. Northern Blast 750,000. Kitty Skies, 800,000. Mental Knight, 5. 1.2 million gamer score. And Inferno, 118. 1.3 million gamer score. Alrighty. In true achievement score, Sir Polygon has 750,000, as well as Jay Blach, 750,000, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, 750,000. You guys are three quarters of the way there. One person who's all the way there is Shadowless Edge, has reached 1 million TA score. Uh, A lovely gentleman, Big L, has 1.3 million TA score, thanks to completing the arduous Smart Moves 2. Is that the one with uh, Steve Carell? Um, (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that game, I think, took about three minutes to get 2,000 gamer score. Nicely done, Zidalon. Thank you. Quick Don't Die has 1.5 million TA score. And Mental Knight, my Artifacts Monday partner, has 2 million TA score. That was loud. Was what just happened in the leaderboards? Chesno is now in the top 200 of the England Gamer Score leaderboard for platformer. Crazy Catman is in the top 200 of the Gamer Score leaderboard for party. Icefire TN is now in the top 100 of the TA Difference leaderboard for Vayners and the top 50 TA Difference leaderboard for platformers. Inferno is now in the top 200 of the Completed Games leaderboard and top 20 of the TA leaderboard for platformers. Knight W0LF is now in the top 200 of the TA Difference leaderboard for Vayners. Retro Chief 1969 will now be known, I guess, as Ancient <laughs> Ancient Chief. I'll have to give him something new every time now. Thanks. Is now in the top 50 for the USA Gamer Squared leaderboard for point and clicks. Vulgar Latin is now in the top five of the Gamerscore leaderboard for collection. That's pretty great. Wakapel is in the top 50 of the TA Difference leaderboard for Metroidvanias. 
and in the top five of the completed games leaderboard for Battle Royales. Noise. And as far as humble brags of the week, I'm just going to stick with Waka Pale's completion of Worms Rumble. He was the 17th person to do so. And his hour count is like 87 hours. Some of these people on this list have 200 hours <laughs> accumulated. Uh, there's 22,000 starters, so that makes this worth oh, almost 14,000 TA. Nicely done, Waka. You crazy guy. Dang. Um, also, bad. now that it's after midnight, happy birthday to Planting42 and Spazpole, the birthday bros. Happy birthday. All right. All right. That will do it for us. With that. Oh, I'm going to miss it. Well, we're not leaving just yet because we got ducky races Woo! to do. We got to do the duck race. Duck sauce. All right. Woo! But thank you all for listening. Be sure to continue listening. We have a couple of other segments after us. Um, if you're not here with us on Twitch, you're missing out. You can follow and subscribe to us, twitch.com slash AH101. Sub to us with your Amazon Prime account. It's free. It helps us. And if you're with us in chat, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Get in on the duck race. Uh, you can send us a Twitter tweet on the Twitter, at Achievements101. By all means, please join the community. Be a part of everything. Discord.io slash AH101. Uh, heard us before. We talked about our Patreon. <laughs> the, pa- the patrons are the ones that help us out. Uh, achievements. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Achievement Hunting 101. And then lastly, please subscribe to us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Achievement Hunting 101. Just AH101 or Achievement Hunting 101 everywhere. We are there. But thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. Bring on the duck races. A bye bye. A Hey everybody, welcome back to the gondolific segment called Genrely Speaking. As a reminder, in this segment we break down some of the oft overlooked genres out there as tracked by TA and discuss at perhaps greater lengths than is merited all things that have to do with said genre. I am Elroy OMJ, and I am rippling with excitement to have my co-host in this journey back yet again. She is the amazing M. How are you doing? I am great, Elroy. How are you? All right. I mean, I didn't just celebrate my 29th birthday, but, you know, that's uh, that's all right. I know. We're hitting milestones all the time, though. That's, <laughs> you know, I don't have the million gamer score either, so we're kind of even, I think. Yeah, all right. All right. Fair enough. Well... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited for tonight because uh, the this is the first time you've actually played something that we're going to talk about. I, I know. It was so different <laughs> preparing for this version of the segment because I could actually speak with knowledge about some of the achievement lists instead of, <laughs> well, this looks interesting. So I'm, I am ready to get into this stuff. I'm super ready. What? Yeah, all right. Well, you you teased us last time with the uh, with what it was, so I think it's time for the great reveal yet again. So, all right, what let's, we got? Let's do it. So, uh, of course, as we already noted, 
one of the major differences is I've played a game in this genre, but I've played my fair share of games, so that probably doesn't narrow it down enough. But the tease we gave you at the end of the last episode was that of the 50 or so games in the genre, two of those games have six stacks. So I'll give you a minute to think on that. All right, your guesses have to be in by now, because the genre we are talking about is educational and trivia games. Woohoo! I should have worked in a buzzer noise or something here. Yeah. Ah, missed opportunity. <laughs> I, I do like the, uh, you know, the trivia is, you know, evidenced by Chief Wiz and all the other wonderful mm-hmm. things like that. And I do like the education because, you know, I'm a teacher and whatnot. This is a, a genre tailor-made for you. But oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> let's let's talk about what TA thinks this genre is, because we're definitely going to go into a little bit uh, what's coming, what should be in the genre, maybe what shouldn't. I uh, like last time, Elroy, you added our omission segment, and I'm looking forward to that discussion. Oh, I as got we some. Discuss. I, I got some this time also. Oh yeah, so it can't be worse than Naval, but it's pretty close. Naval was pretty bad, but <laughs> there, there's some interesting stuff to discuss here. But let's talk about how the genre is defined real quick, and then Elroy, you're going to give us our statistics breakdown. So for those of you wondering. Educational titles are titles that have an explicit underlying educational purpose. Their intention is to facilitate the learning of subjects and concepts. Now note, I did not exclude the word trivia from the description. This is how it's written on TA. All right. So like an afterthought, right? A little bit, a little bit. Now, oh, oh, we are going to discuss, but I know you have some (laughs) great stats you pulled. So I want to make sure you have the time to talk about those. So what'd you find out about the genre? All right, so I did a little digging in the old uh, stat machine and uh, the breakdown by the numbers. So the number of games in the education and trivia, you know, <laughs> afterthought, uh, is, well, it says 62, but it's actually 54. So I think there's some DLC that makes it count twice or something there. I haven't ever quite figured it out, but there's only 54 actual different titles. Uh, there's a couple of games that had like some weird gamer score numbers on it. So I think those are where those extras come from. Uh, of those 54, I thought this was interesting. Only 33 of them are still listed. So if you're looking to uh, complete this entire genre, you probably should get in your time machine, travel back, <laughs> uh, because several of them are delisted. And we have some more news on that in a second. Uh, as far as total gamer score to TA, you got 45,705 gamer score for 91,263 TA, which uh, is a 1,634 achievements. So I do believe, handedly, this is our largest genre we've tackled. Mm-hmm. Um, and the overall ratio is just shy of two with 1.996. So not a terribly challenging uh, genre, but still not, you know, not too weak either uh as far as the highest rated chivo what's really pushing up these numbers is uh there's a tie actually between mas rapido que la luz and actuan impeccable or impeccable uh which means uh spotless spotless performance and faster than light so there is a scenic game that has multiple regions and so uh this was in the estonian one and so that's why it's written in Estonian language. So mass rapido que la luz, uh, you know, the faster than light, loose light and well, all that. Hold on. Now, this is yeah. the trivia category. So we want to make sure we're getting our information correct. <laughs> is ES for España, like Spain? And this is Spanish? Well, 
Well, some people probably would think that, but clearly uh, Estonia is deriv is a derivative of the Spanish language. Oh, I so, understand. Yeah, I so understand. that's that's where that confusion comes in. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm unconfused is... now. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a 15.91 ratio for both of those. So, th- and if you look at the other scenes, uh, that is the achievement. That is the, those two achievements are the trouble area. Uh, that's one of the stacks you'll probably be talking about later. Um, and this was interesting. Uh, in the uh, the genre, there's six unobtainables. So that's a lot of dead achievements that were never able to be earned. Uh, most of them came from uh, one a little crappy Windows Phone game. Uh, and then the other one, I can't quite remember where it came from. But there's six un- unobtainables, and uh, so that have a, you know, zero ratio because you just can't earn it. You never could. Uh, now, interestingly enough, our, for the first time, our gamer score and our TA genre leader is the same person. So you might say, who would be the most educated person out there uh, to that it just knows everything? I mean, this person has to be super smart, and I think that their name really reflects it. So our top pupil is no other than nasty master daddy so uh nasty master daddy has 34,240 gamer score worth uh 65,305 ta so congrats to him on being the most educated amongst us that walk in ta in this genre uh the first release was the brain challenge uh which is from march of 2008 so that was a long time ago. Uh, and it just barely beat out a game called Wits and Wagers by two months. I've never played either of those. Uh, have you uh, any experience with those? I have played Brain Challenge. And I'm trying to remember now if it is directly related to or an offshoot of a similar game that was on, I want to say maybe the DS or um, one of the Game Boy games. Where The whole idea is it's a series of brain teaser mini games. In kind of the typical category, so logic puzzles and visual spatial puzzles. And then based on how you do on a series of tests, they determine what your brain age is. And the hook is you come in and play often and then hopefully your brain age will decrease because a sharp brain is is a good thing to have. Uh, the thing with that game, as I recall, though, is there's actually some online achievements, which... You could still obtain because these old Xbox 360 games have servers that won't go away, which is lovely yeah, in its way. I, I was going to say, both of these are still available. Right. Uh, they're, they're not delisted at all. These games are still around. So, And there's yeah. a, a lot of ones that have come and came and went since then. So, Yeah, and uh, it's, um, I mean, I like that. If you like that sort of thing, it's, it's good enough at what it does. There's always going to be some... Uh, there's always going to be something lost in trying to answer these things using controllers and whatnot, but the game isn't bad. I, I liked Brain Challenge. Um, I still have to win 100 online matches, but the matches take <laughs> forever, as I recall. It took a very long time to boost two people to 10, so that's just, it would take a while to go back to. As far as, like, wits and wagers is concerned, that Yeah, that that I don't still- know about that game's still ten dollars, and it's a—it's <laughs> not even a real game. It's like a two hundred pointer from two thousand eight. So if you oh want to spend ten dollars on it, go for it. But uh, there you go. So um, the most recent release was Papa's Quiz, uh, which came out in April of twenty twenty one. 
and uh, the average rating of just under three stars, 2.98 stars. That's about average, I would imagine. And the highest and lowest rated, the highest rated was You Don't Know Jack for mm-hmm. four stars. And the lowest was Jeopardy Play Show Win 10 with a 1.9 stars. That game Ouch. deserves it. Yeah, that one is. <laughs> that's the one where basically you just play a single episode and then you can pay money, but nobody does. So there's like two achievements that are really high ratio because no one spent any money on it. Oh, so. I see. Yeah, you just watch this one, and the answers, you can get the answer key, and it's real fast. It's like a real quick 800 points or so. Or is it a little bit like that scene in Groundhog Day, where he's just memorized all the (laughs) answers to that episode of Jeopardy? Yep, that's exactly what you do. So, uh, And there's one that's like, because you have to say the answers, I believe. It's been a long time. This is like two G tests ago. (laughs) So uh, I think you have to say one. And and for some reason, it won't recognize, I think, Count Chocula is one of the answers. And it won't recognize you saying that. You can say it as enunciated as well as you like. It will never pick up that you're saying Count Chocula. It won't. Yeah, I don't know. That's all I really remember about the game. (laughs) But... um, the most popular game is not Jeopardy Play Show Went In. It is actually one versus a hundred. And uh, that one has 88,180. And I've heard a lot of people talk about that game. So uh, I think you, you probably will, uh, from what I'm judging, will probably get circle back to that one. Uh, but mm-hmm. I never had that experience. That was before my time. So I, I'm sure you'll fill us in in a second. But much like the naval genre, where we found that one game was you know, just heads and shoulders above the second place one. I think it was Sea of Thieves was just so much more played than any of them. Uh, That's the same thing with one versus a hundred. It actually, there's, it has 88,000 track gamers, which is 40,000 more than the second place game. So like basically doubled, uh, which was seen at box office smash in case anyone's curious. And And also consider, sorry to cut you off before I know, I know you're right at the end of this segment. Actually, you know, finish. And then I know we're going into discussion. So I'll, I'll take the baton with with one versus 100. You go. Schlagenstar. Okay. That's your least popular game. I, you just wanted to hear me say Schlagenstar. Schlagenstar. Uh, I mean, this is our most multilingual episode ever. (laughs) I've heard you speak possibly Estonian, but maybe Spanish (laughs) and I think German. So there you go. Good job. Good job. Oh, das to spiel. So maybe day two something time i don't know i, I don't know, know um yeah 65 65 track gamers so only 65 people like schlagged and star das to spiel okay and that's um oh, wait no spiel's like play in it yeah yeah it is but like i i've never i can't say i've heard of that one and i looked <laughs> at it when i was researching for the segment and it is an xbox one game i believe but I I have never I can't think of too many other um games that seem to be specifically marketed to German maybe like there are other games with, with lots of uh um stackable lists cuz they have different regional variants but I don't this has no regional variants it's just the one I think there's one that uh was talked about once upon a time on a podcast that's similar to some game where you're building stuff and it was called something Der Nig or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, I don't know. 
Yeah, let's see. Uh, I'll see if I can find it. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start on that one. But <laughs> so anyhow, so take us into discussion. I know you're just chomping at the bit to talk about this one game. So, oh, uh, I so am. I so am. <laughs> and this is where I think as time continues to go on in the Xbox ecosystem, you're going to see, I don't want to call them the OGs because I didn't own an original Xbox. So that's not fair. But the older tenured Xbox gamers and sort of the new group, One versus 100 was a free to play, massively multiplayer trivia show, for lack of a better term. It was using the one versus 100 license, and that's, I think, the common theory, the reason why it hasn't continued is because of the license expiring. But the way that one versus 100 would work is it would only run at set times during the week. So it would be episodic in a way. And it would go, say, like Thursday at 8 p.m. And it would be a half hour game show. And during that half hour, one random person would get to be the one. And then other gamer tags would get to be the 100. And everyone else could still answer the questions. And there's really nothing that's been released since that captured in a very casual way this idea of everyone being a part of the game. I, I mean, when one versus 100 was a thing, my family, who is not even a little interested in games, like would sit around the TV with me and we would all sit there and do the trivia together. There was just some sort of magic about how it brought everything together that this game is very beloved. And the point I wanted to make when you were talking about the number of trackers on one versus 100 is the game was discontinued, I want to say, in August of 2011. So, and it's not a downloadable. Lot. A lot. Yeah, that's there, a lot for right. being so dead for so long. Right. I mean, it's completely, there's no way to access it. There's no way to get achievements. If you look at the achievement list now, it's just all discontinued. You cannot get them. You can't access the game in any way. So it really says something that in the pre-Xbox One era, because keep in mind, TA's numbers themselves inflated once the, the Xbox One app came out and then the site grew from there. To have 88,000 track gamers in this pre, it's even pre-connect. I mean, this is this is a while ago, uh, is really exceptional. And you will almost always hear people just speak glowingly about 1 versus 100. Microsoft has teased at points that they'll come back to something like that, but I, it's never happened the closest they came, I don't think you were part of this when this happened, Elroy, but there was um, like an Xbox fan fest or something like that. And they had a, a trivia show. And it was all Xbox related questions. And a whole bunch of us got into a party together and we're like, waiting for these questions and trying to help each other so we can get on the top 10 list. Oh, yeah, I remember when then uh, Vulgar had that up or something. Yeah, he hit number three, I want to say. But yeah. I think I think maybe Ahizo was number nine. Like, we had a couple people who were, their names were on the board. And a whole bunch of us were in the top 50, which would have also been a prize level. But, of course, Microsoft being Microsoft, they made it through the first set of 10 questions, and then everything broke. And they gave everyone <laughs> a code for $10 off a Razor Kishi or something like that and called it a day. <laughs> I just kind of forgot it happened. <laughs> right. But that excitement for getting in there and doing a trivia game show like that was there. And it had a very similar type of vibe. So, yeah, 1 versus 100 was amazing. But 1 versus 100 is not indicative of a lot of the rest of this list because it's a trivia game. 
Right. And most of the educational trivia category is really educational, right? You found kind of the same thing? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it, it really catered more to games that are, yeah, educational in nature. I was looking at the games that I had played on it, and I'm nowhere near as passionate about any of them as the, you are about one through <laughs> one versus 100. Uh, but, uh, Ver Vis Den Sawas, question mark. That's, uh, Das Spiel. <laughs> That's, uh, the other game I was thinking of. Um, okay. Uh, it's a party game, apparently. That's why I, I know of it. Um, uh, it's actually an educational trivia, also. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, do I, you I just that. have any educational and trivia <laughs> like experiences with any of the game? The, your teaching yes. experience doesn't count here. Anything you've earned gamer score for? Yeah, so I've uh, I've had let's see about let's see, uh, ten games that uh, are considered to be educational slash trivia although i have a full list i'm gonna throw at you of ones that i've played that i think should count but are omitted but we'll get there in time we'll get there yeah i'm sure you do too but um the i don't really have an amazing experience because most of these games are ones where i've competed against three controllers that are sitting on the couch (laughs) next to me Mm -hmm. so uh, it makes you feel smart, so I do like that because you're like, oh yeah, I would have got that right. I would have won anyway. You know, you just kind of think, you know, kind of justify it as you kind of mindlessly plow through these games. Uh, there's one educational games for kids that I actually enjoyed that because I am not geographically challenged and I know my geography and capitals and stuff. And oh boy, let me tell you something: kids these days don't know, or at least. In Memphis, they don't know any. They couldn't even tell you like where they could forget the capitals. They couldn't even identify all the states. I'm just like, oh, are boy. you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, like I had to know that stuff. I had to learn the capitals, like everything in the world. So, um, it was, it, so it was kind of cool to pull out all this old uh, knowledge. And I do like flags a lot. And there's a lot of flag games in educational games for kids. There were several that I was disappointed in myself that I didn't remember, but I actually learned it was actually an entertaining experience going through that because when you got to that, there's a couple of games where you actually had to kind of try. And Mm -hmm. so uh, I enjoyed doing those and uh, doing, uh, you know, the, like identifying the flags and the cap, the geography parts were, were kind of fun for me. But other than that, the rest of them are just kind of a who's who of just plowing through four players, like the trivial pursuits uh, where you're just basically playing against yourself and all of these really uh, it's just, there's really not much there for me. So I wish I had had been around. I'm, I'm what you would call a, a, a new gamer. <laughs> I've only been <laughs> achie- achievement hunting for, I guess is probably my fifth year now. So right. uh, still relatively uh, young in the grand scheme of things. I had a tag. I just, pl- I was very casual back in. I mean, I played like four games a year. So, um, before you but, were, yeah, when you were a completionist some, Elroy, yeah, before, before Borderlands I, broke you. Yeah, that's right. Before that, uh, that fateful day where I got humbled by a crap battle. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, and so then I just kind of started playing easy games, and one thing led to another, and here we are. So one, you know, one point three something million gamer score later. So, uh, but yeah, and then also I, <laughs> I, 
I did get the. Uh, I do have to say something about Connect Sesame Street TV DVD. Okay. Uh, that, that was kind of my gateway into easy uh, Connect games. And let me tell you something. I, I had to really work on that game. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but I couldn't get these dang clouds to do something. And then I got just frustrated, like uh, Elmo's dancing around, you know, and I was supposed to click on all the clouds, I think it was, or okay. something. And something, there was something that I was supposed to be clicking on. Uh, oh, I think it was all the, there it is, all the fun beach stuff in Elmo's Beach World. I clicked on everything, <laughs> everything, uh, multiple times. And that dude would not give up that achievement. And it pissed me off. And I stopped playing it. This was, golly, this was uh, 2018. So this has been sitting on the shelf for three years. Wow. And uh, I just I just couldn't. I, I don't know. It made me very angry at the time. I, I do need to go back and finish this one. So this is the only one that really caught my eye. something I really need to go back to. Uh, there's a couple of Trivial Pursuits that I need to go back and finish. But. Again, I, I'm I'm envious that you had a really cool experience with the one versus one hundred because yeah, I, this genre really doesn't mean much to me. So yeah, I mean, you'll see if if people get through to this segment and hear that, I I can almost guarantee people who experience one versus one hundred will universally talk about how much they wish they had something like that again. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I wanted to make a comment actually also about Sesame Street because I, I played that as well. <laughs> Um, and at that time, like Elle's son was very young and mm-hmm. it was actually fun to see the game played with a kid that was at the right age for it. <laughs> like because, what it's supposed to be done. <laughs> right. Like there are times where you're supposed to scream picture and like the excitement yep. of seeing the ruler or whatever and picture, like the game actually did exactly what it was intended to do. So that's good. But then when we play it for achievements, we're looking at it a whole other way yeah. and it's like oh god wouldn't this be over <laughs> right exactly I, just, I have to watch this 18 minute episode again yeah. god, oh, god. What is the patience for this <laughs> but i yeah. think also in in terms of just as a discussion point and i know we'll get onto this a little more and i guess actually we can bridge into that because we need to talk about some omissions and snubs for this genre oh, absolutely because uh, i think we both have feelings on this but it the recurring theme here is going to be it's educational and trivia and really by and large, it's mostly educational games. There's not a whole bunch of trivia. Uh, and it sounds like I could not read all of your acronyms. You definitely alphabet souped me on the uh, <laughs> prep document we had for this. Yeah. I see that you have a couple that, uh, I figured out uh, one. So we'll, we'll both talk about that. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, let I, me th- I figured out two just now. So go ahead. You start. Cause I, I think we're actually going to just be echoing each other a lot. All right. So, well, there's one that I, you may not expect. And this one, I don't know how you get more educational than this one, because, uh, back in the day we had, you know, these things like dictionaries, we had the <laughs> sources and, we had a thing called encyclopedias. And so there's this little mouse who has an encyclopedia. It's called Little Mouse's Encyclopedia. And it's basically this little freaking mouse that just walks around and you click on things and then it tells you about it. So you click on a uh, little 
bug and it says this bug is this this, this da, 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 and here's all the fun facts it's like an encyclopedia entry mm-hmm. for that bug then you walk a little further there and it's hid behind like a bush you click on the bush well this bush is uh this you know type of you know and it tells you all about that and then uh there's like a little you know seed on or, or berry on it you click on the berry it tells you all about it's like you click everything you click on it's a learning game in which you're learning all about things in nature so they have a couple of settings like a little pond and it's all aquatic stuff like frogs and tadpoles and little types of fish and little bugs that are on the water and then you have like a forest one and there's and there's like an underground one where you get to see what happens underground you got some moles and some you know types of ants and some beetles and some roots and stuff like that and so basically the whole point of the game is the little mouse is just walking around looking at everything he loves nature and so I don't think the goal of the game is to get to the end of the game. The goal of the game is just to walk around seeing everything. So I don't see how the primary purpose of Little Mouse's encyclopedia is anything other than an explicit underlying educational purpose. You're not playing it because you want to beat the forest or anything. (laughs) Well, says you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was, I was just trying to, you know, beat the achievement, but that's, yeah, I just, you know, get, you know, click on everything. So, So, um, unlike Elmo, uh, little mouse gave up his achievements. So (laughs) now everything in little mouse's encyclopedia is an, a real world thing you're looking at. So when you yes, it's okay, it's it's uh, it's not fan. It's like literally a nature documentary. Wow, where you click on something, it pops up, and you can read all about it. It'll tell you all about it. I believe. I mean, I didn't explore because you didn't have to for the achievement, but I believe you can click on pictures and and probably video and stuff. It's like an encyclopedia entry and a digital version of it. And so, I mean. You don't get that was at the top of my list. I don't see how you get more educational than a freaking encyclopedia. I mean, (laughs) I mean, I think and I think to be clear, and the reason why I asked you about that is neither of us, I think, let me know if I'm speaking for you incorrectly, would argue that a game like Mass Effect should be educational because it's a fictional world. So when you're reading all of these tomes about the different alien species in there, that's all part of that world. There's you're not being educated on something in reality. The distinction with this, where you're picking up all these things, is these are all real-world items that you're learning about. So you could leave your house and recognize a field mouse versus some other type of rodent, because you read about it in Little Mouse's encyclopedia. It's literally like you just walked outside. In fact, the graphics are very much like... I mean, it's like the mouse is animated, but if I recall, the other parts of it aren't really animated. Like, it's like just... Well, well, some of it is, but... um, or maybe I'm thinking of a different game, but anyway, um, it's it's literally like you walking outside. It's like a science project. So I mean, I don't I don't know. That one was a, definitely at the top of my list. Uh, okay. Encyclopedia. So that's one genre. So that's one thing. Now the next one's kind of like an inclusive one, and and we kind of had similar ones on this, where I saw you have, or basically you just talked about reality, and so. When you get to something that's simulation, Mm -hmm. but if it's simulation in the terms of being a training aid, then how different is it than like an online learning course or an online course that you take? And so we both identified PC building simulator for that. Mm -hmm. And 
I also identified Rocksmith and Rocksmith 14 because right. the whole purpose of that is to learn how to play the freaking guitar. Right. So, I was thinking about that even with Rock Band 3 because you could buy the guitar with all the fret buttons so you could yep. actually be educated on, on how to play a guitar. Yeah. And Rocksmith, I mean... Uh, or if you're like me, your wife fired it up one time and then decided she didn't like it. <laughs> and then you have one achievement and it's forever on your tag forever because you can't play the guitar. Oh, no. And it's like the number one game that you wish you could remove from your tag forever. But uh, the, here we are. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I've got to figure out a way to like run that game without a guitar because I don't have a guitar. I what mean, you have to do is go to Achievement Fest whenever they hold it again. And just find someone there that can play a guitar. Oh, uh, hey, that would be worth it in itself just to get some progress. Because right now it's like, it's like my worst completion ever. It's one out of like, I don't know, close to 50 achievements. It's just sitting there like a rock on my tag. And um, it, it, it just, I just feel with, filled with resentment about it. So, um, yeah, let's yeah. do this. Somebody let me know who can play guitar. Let's, let's make this happen. Maybe there's something I can do. I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe there's like a fitness game and it requires a bunch of pull-ups or push-ups or something that you just don't feel like doing. I see. That's that's in my wheelhouse. <laughs> I, I out-hustled that uh, that one ta uh, quiz task master person on that. Uh, uh, what was that called? Uh, uh, Shape Up. Oh, yeah. Uh, I the Asian lady. the last DLC on that yeah, one. <laughs> yeah. I need to finish that one up too, but. I just out hustled her. It was like a coordinated <laughs> dance thing, but you can make up some ground when you had to run in place. So that's what I did. So good man. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yes, so yeah. Do you I have any others you, on that? Well, I was with you with PC building simulator and yep. uh, similar to that would be car mechanic simulator. So any of these sim games again, I know even I think last week Corey was talking on the podcast about like a lawn mowing simulator. Like, if the purpose of the game is here are real world components that would you would use in performing this task, and here's how you would use them appropriately to complete the task, then that seems like you're being educated. I know nothing about building a PC, but if PC building simulator is built in such a way that I'm actually going to learn about different hard drives, different graphic cards, different types of uh, you know, chassises or whatever the, the, the outside of the computer, whatever it is that I have to know about building a computer, then I'm getting educated. And it seems to me like these fit very neatly in TA's description of any game where there's an explicit underlying educational purpose. I mean, I, I actually teach this. Is, this is right in my wheelhouse because I'm actually the computer science teacher at my school. Mm -hmm. I teach coding and computer science, teach all this crap. And so uh, PC Building Simulator is actually something that I could use in my classroom because it's very specific and it does teach them what, you know, I mean, I have other aids that I would use, but uh, it's... It's just in line with it. Uh, the The one difference being is that PC Building Simulator is more about managing a store, so there's more of a business component okay. to it. But um, so that may not be the best example. For yeah, something like this. but there is though the you do have to like fix the computers. Like you have to fix the computers. Technically speaking, you put them on a you know a desk and you take you know, you open them up and you have to fix the problem with them. So it is. It, very, I mean, it's it's like a realistic, like you're working in a computer shop, I guess. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not highly realistic, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, but it is 
I do believe the purpose is educational because it does teach about business and stuff too. But um, well, what about um, uh, Island Saver? Is that what it is? The the free to play um, <laughs> banking game, right? Where they teach you about opening yeah. up a checking account yeah. and and how all that works. I haven't played it. Yeah, um, it's, 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 but the uh, purpose is to educate, right? <laughs> Uh, that and to brainwash uh, people with uh, well, yes, of course, with call it you know brainwashing is important. Stuff. Is important. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty uh, pretty heavy handed with the uh, brainwashing on that. So recycle, yeah. <laughs> yay, recycle, you die. You know, no, uh, no, but there is a component. Like there's even a loan shark that is a freaking shark where you had you know you know are you gonna be suckered in by the loan shark and then are you gonna take a loan from the bank? Oh, but the oh. loan shark seems so friendly, but but he's a shark. And, of course, you know, the shark does what a shark does, and there you go. <laughs> so, but, yeah, now that one, that one I could see um, it does teach about recycling over and over and over again <laughs> and uh, about saving the environment and over and over again. So I could see that one. I would see the other ones first, but... Uh, but yeah, the whole simulator, realistic simulator, simulator, I think is what right. we're looking at here. So something that is very tied to the real world. So right, and I think yeah. the other omission we came up with, we both came up with, is a uh, Jackbox Party Pack. I think three and six both have a trivia murder party in them. Oh, I didn't know six had one in it, it's but yeah, three definitely does. Literally has trivia in the name. <laughs> and don't is. tell me we can't cross-class Jackbox games all of a sudden, because this is a trivia game within there. That It was oh, like the discussion I, I got an example for you. we had with uh, naval games, like how naval games all had to be within some other genre. Like, this can be trivia too. It fits perfectly. Now, let me tell you something. I, I, and when you're talking about cross-genre for Jackbox, I have the perfect example for you because I, as you may or may not know, am the leader in the world in the dodgeball genre. Oh. Uh, or at least well, I was I'm so thrilled to be a few in your days presence. ago. Yeah, no. Uh, I don't know if that's still true now that Knockout has finally been officially oh, okay. assigned to the dodgeball genre. I was waiting for that to happen. And so now it's on my list, but of course I can't play it until there's, you know, another G test, but <laughs> uh, because it's, you know, worth too many points, I wouldn't waste it right now just to maintain my lofty title. But you anyway, know you can get it back though. So. I can, I can get it back anytime I want. Now the, um, but since we mentioned, mentioned it, there is a Jackbox game that is actually classified in dodgeball and you might guess which game it is maybe uh dodgeball and trivia no just or dodgeball. educational oh uh, but it's it's got a component you're arguing would be included it, in this no it is actually a jackbox game that is classified oh, in dodgeball wait uh i don't know which one is it it's that weird freaking one where you flick your player and try to hit enemies at Zeeple, oh, Zeeple Dome? Yeah. It's really? That so that's got a Jackbox, or that's got a dodgeball tag. It was as of last time I checked. Wow. And so, I don't know. There's been a lot of movement in the dodgeball genre lately. So uh, let's see here. Yeah, Jackbox Party Pack 5. It is still classified as Sports Dodgeball Party. All right. So there is no reason. <laughs> there no is reason. No if there's reason. a Jackbox that's sports, 
If Ellie Noir <laughs> continues to be puzzle, there is no reason why there can't be a trivia tag or an educational and trivia tag. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. Thrown on these games. And, yeah. and I had another question about a game in the genre that I'm not really sure fits. Okay. And that would be Sesame Street Once Upon a Monster. All right. The game is aimed uh, at children, and it is teaching sort of core values of being kind and being a good friend. But a lot of games just do that sort of passively. And it's it's not like it doesn't teach math. It doesn't it's it's got a story and you do little dances, but it's really not educational. It's it's for kids, but it's not traditionally educational. That's not the underlying purpose of the game. So I'm I'm a little bit like I don't think TA has a family category, and that's really where a game like that belongs. And that may also be a better landing spot for something like Connect Sesame Street TV and DVD. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, that inclusion is is a little dubious to me. All right. Well, um, I don't have anyone that I want to kick out, but I do have a serious last one question for sure. one game here. Well, maybe two games, but one in particular. So... Let's go look at Wheel of Fortune Xbox 360. It is its genres are educational and trivia and party. Let's okay. go look at Wheel of Fortune that was released in 2017. Puzzle party. Huh. Why is Wheel of Fortune the new one, which is basically all it's missing is Pat Sajak's big dome, you know, a little weird, <laughs> oddly shaped, you know, <laughs> and uh, Vanna, but it is literally the same thing. It's wow. just Wheel of Fortune. So huh. why is Wheel of Fortune classified back then as educational slash trivia, but not in 2017? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answers here. So, and then, yeah, yeah I just don't know. I, I got nothing on that one. Wow. <laughs> All right. So we have some issues with this genre. <laughs> exactly. But I think we stated a bunch. So let's bring it back around to achievements, right? Because that's why we're oh, here. Right. That is why we're here. So- is there a particular achievement? I know this isn't like your primary genre or mm-hmm. your secondary or tertiary or so on. But is there Excellent a particular use. achievement that you want to highlight from the educational and trivia genre? Oh, absolutely. So uh, last month I was finishing up a lot of my backlog. And I'm proud to say that I ended the month with a negative 32. So I took 32 more games off of my tag than I started last month. Very nice. Well done. Thank you. I was pretty proud of that. And one of those games was an educational slash trivia game because I saw that we were going to be discussing it. And so I chose National Geographic Challenge. And so I had approximately, it looks like uh, six-ish, five-ish, I don't know, so. I had about seven, six, seven achievements left to do it. Most of it were the puzzles. So they have a lot of these puzzles in there. There's an achievement for completing all the jigsaw puzzles, uh, which isn't too bad. Uh, then you have one for completing all the square puzzles. That's not too bad either because you can literally, they're like magnets. You can just kind of mm-hmm. click and drop, click and drop, and they'll, they'll click the things, and then you can kind of get an idea and just finish it. And they're only like 12 pieces to these puzzles. They're not too difficult. And you don't even have to rotate them. So oh. very easy. Yeah, like you don't even have to figure out really where to go. So um, so that's that. Now, uh, those are all fine and dandy. But then there's one called Let It Slide. 
where you have to complete all the slider puzzles. Now, the slider puzzles are those little ones. I know you've seen them before. Mm -hmm. They have nine pieces in them. And so, well, I'm sorry, they have eight pieces in them. And so there's nine slots. And so you got to slide one of the pieces around uh, and basically create, you know, get all of the eight pieces into the correct place uh, on those, right? So mm-hmm. are you, you're familiar with these toys, yeah? Oh, yeah. And, I, I've played the game, too, so I, I know exactly oh, okay, okay. what you're talking okay. about. Yep. So I went into it, and I was just kind of like, I was just had my brain on autopilot. And so I was I finished all the jigsaw puzzles and all the square puzzles one night. And so then I started on the slide puzzles. At this point, I was just kind of in autopilot. I didn't even look at, at TA or anything. And so I went through the first slide puzzle, and it took me about four minutes. And I'm like, holy crap, man. This is going to take forever because you have to do like um, a billion of them. It might as well be a billion of them. I don't know. It's, it's actually like, I don't know, 40 or something. But I was thinking, this is, I, I am, there's no way. I'm going to bed. I'll tackle it in the morning. <laughs> so I pulled it up in the morning. I looked up the achievement. I was like, oh, wait, there's a guide on it. So Let It Slide has a guide. And let me tell you something. If, in fact, I'm about to add a plus one on there. <laughs> this guide has 78 likes and zero downvotes. So you know if it's 78 if 78 people and zero oppose that this is a worthwhile guide. It might be the most helpful guide I've ever read in my life. It saved me the most time in a, in a long time anyway. So it gives you little hints that say uh for the Mount Rushmore one. Down, left, down, right, up, up, left, down, oh, down, okay. left, up, up, right, right. And so yeah. you, I didn't even look at the screen. I just followed it and I plowed through them and it was actually faster than the other puzzles. I was so happy that I found this. If I hadn't actually looked at the guide, I would have, I'd still be doing these puzzles. Uh, they were, oh my gosh, I was dreading having to do so many of these puzzles, but it was <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's about 20 of them, but it, it just seems so daunting when I, when I started in on the first one that night. And then it just, all that stress just melted away when I opened up TA and there was a guide for Let It Slide for completing all the slider puzzles, 40 gamer score with a whopping 1.37 TA. In fact, that's why I looked is because I was like, why is this such a low TA? This is awful. And why is it 1.37? And yeah, because I was looking at that and it just didn't make sense. And that's why, because there's a freaking guide. So there you go. Well, and something else to note about National Geographic Challenge is it is a pre-Xbox One, pre-Radalika, pre-Zitalon, pre-Victory Road, mm-hmm. easy 1K. It's got a 1270 TA score and takes six to eight hours. And because it doesn't require any particular kind of Twitch skill or anything like that, this was the kind of game that Achievement Hunters in 2011 and 2012 would gravitate toward, which is part of why that is so low. It's it's just who it attracted at the time. There weren't that many good options uh, for easy gamer score back in the day. Right, which makes total sense why you have not got the completion, but rather only 21 of the achievements. You're missing six. What is going on? Several of those are easy now. There are a couple that are glitchy and i want to say i did one to finish a long quiz show or to win a long quiz show 
Mm-hmm. And a long quiz show takes a while. I mean, mm-hmm. it probably takes 15 minutes, but it felt like it took half a day. <laughs> kind of like the sliding puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> and I went through the quiz show and it didn't pop. And that was the last time I tried. I was just like, you know what? This is too much time sitting here for something I'm not really enjoying. I've never been a completionist. Mm. So I'm just going to let this one go. But, you know, maybe I'll go back to it someday. I, I think I turned on my 360 once this month. So that might be as good an excuse as any, as it's not backwards compatible. As many of these trivia games are, I think. Yeah, a lot of them are dead. It looks like you played it initially in 2012 and then you came back to it in 2017 for one achievement, probably just to get the O for like a challenge or <laughs> Maybe something. Maybe so, yeah. Yeah, or RTDL or something. But yeah, you haven't really touched it much. So. Well, back in 2012, my niece would have been all of seven. So we legit popped it in to just play the game. And it was one of those things where, you know, at at that point, uh, when my nieces and nephews were younger, it was like, okay, I got to buy a couple things. So if they come over, we have Mm -hmm. stuff to do. And that fell very solidly in that category of thing to do. Just imagine if you had had an encyclopedia, how much she could have learned. I know. I know. Like narrated by a little mouse. I'm going to have to (laughs) reconsider my options here. (laughs) All right. Well, that's mine. So what? I'm sure that yours is probably from a certain game, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, initially when I, I wrote, oh, one versus 100, and I'll tell a quick one versus 100 story. Right. Uh, unfortunately, because of the nature of the game and the way that it got pulled, a lot of people didn't get to complete it because you never could play one versus 100 at any time you chose. You had to wait for the episodes to air and be around during that time. And one of the achievements was to get 12 questions in a row during one of the episodes. So you had a finite mm. amount of chances. You you couldn't just jump in whenever. And because the show aired live, you couldn't do what most people will do, including myself, on many trivia games. Pause it and look up the answer on Google. <laughs> so uh, the last achievement I got in the game was that get 12 uh, questions right in a row. And it was, I remember very distinctly, I had my family around again. We were all trying to work like everyone knew I was working on this and everyone was happy to help because people want to get the questions right. And it was an episode about zombies and I got 12 zombie questions in a row. And that was the last (laughs) achievement I got in the game. I think about six months before it shut down. But anyway, that aside, (laughs) um, I wanted to highlight uh, the G task days before you were a G tasker. Uh, I'm (laughs) going to take you back in time here, Elroy. All right. All right. Way back in 2011, 2012, G-Task was conceptualized as a straight gamer score challenge. Yeah, I, the la- the first year I did it, that was the last year it was like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what you would wind up doing to try to do well is find games where if you were playing with your teammates, everyone would get the achievements. So multiplayer boosts, for example, were really popular. You'd get a game like Soldier of Fortune, which is terrible, or Ruse, which is probably okay, but I've only ever boosted the multiplayer. And you'd get three or 400 gamer score in a quick boost, but you'd get it amongst all four of the teammates. So that's, that's how you would game the system at that time. And one of the games that was super good, actually, I guess it's three of the games that were super good for this, were Connect Nat, or uh, it was Nat Geo TV, and then it was the Sesame Street TV and DVD. I think Nacho only had one version released. Um, and what would happen in those games is you would log in the other profiles and they might play with you. They might not. 
but everyone will get the achievements. <laughs> that year. That's pretty uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was it was nice for that contest. And that year, we, you know, we were trying to stay above board. Usually, like everyone knows there's little ways that people cheat the system in GTASK. It happens every year. But we don't do the whole profile login thing usually. But we wanted to take advantage of this. And it was myself and L and our friend Phil who were on the team that year. And we want to get everyone the points, but Phil doesn't live here. He lives in Ottawa. (laughs) Well, it just so happened that summer, Phil took a trip from Ottawa to New York, actually brought down his family, and we all hung out for three or four days. Elle's family, Phil's family, and myself. And while he was here, we worked on Connect Nat Geo and Sesame Street. So it was a good time. (laughs) Uh, I remember very specifically there was one part in Connect Nat Geo. So you've played that one, right? You had said that earlier? Um, or wait, you played regular Nat Geo, right? And you talked about Connect Sesame Street. Yeah, the is the Nat Geo. That's the one where like bears and stuff. Yes. In it? Yeah. Okay, I couldn't get that one to work for some reason. I I, oh. I own it and I played through and I got to where I thought I would have an achievement and it didn't pop and I was like, well, this is this game dead? I don't know if it's get dead or not. So okay, I, I own it. I just I I don't know. I couldn't get it to work for some reason. Okay. Well, there there was one mini game in there where it had something to do with an octopus and you had to like get stuff and move them into treasure chests. I don't remember exactly what it was, Mm -hmm. but I distinctly remember being up at two in the morning while Phil and Elle were asleep, finishing this and getting that lovely achievement for everybody because we were all there. So, um, but yeah, that's the, those games were fun for that sort of thing where everyone would get achievements. And that's unfortunately kind of an old school thing now. Like there aren't that many games that, give achievements to anyone but the host even if they are meant to be co-op as these games are they're they're meant to allow anybody to shout the answers or to step up but um yeah and pretty easy achievement list it's hard with this particular genre to come up with too much that's memorable because just like you discovered with let it slide many educational trivia games have written answers that just give you what you need for the achievement. So that sense of actually accomplishing something is, is not one you need to suffer through. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That, and what you were describing reminds me of when I, uh, this last, uh, I guess it was, I don't know, whenever the last time my nephew came down, he's old enough now that he wants achievements for himself too. Oh no. Yeah. And so <laughs> we were playing overcooked and, uh, so what we did is <laughs> on the same TV, I just fired up both, you know, two consoles and he played on one console. I played on the other, but we only needed the screen for the TV, for, you know, for one. Oh, yeah. Smart. And that actually, yeah, it actually worked out and we were both getting the achievements. So that was pretty nice. cool. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. So, well, anyhow, well, you got any closing thoughts for this genre? I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah. I mean, my, obviously my big closing thought is Microsoft, please figure out a way to give us something like one versus 100 because we're like a whole bunch of like get off my lawn type people. Now, those of us who played (laughs) it with like you whippersnappers don't understand how fun it was back in the day. And it really, really was my other closing thought though, is the educational and trivia either needs more trivia or needs to be two categories. It needs to be educational games, which can include some sim games as, as like a subcategory and trivia separately. It, it just mashing these two together just seems like there isn't enough in column A or column B. So they mash them, but there's just not enough trivia in here. And that's, that's really my go-to generally. What about you? What are your thoughts on this genre? Um, 
Well, again, I'm all about education and we should always have more, but it does seem like more that was more popular back in the day. The bulk mm-hmm. of the releases were not on the 360 and not on the one. And it's just like they kind of trickle out. But maybe that's because this genre's just been forgotten about because you have freaking Little Mouse in his, in his encyclopedia that didn't make the cut. And you right. have, you know, uh, party packs and three and six. And then you have uh, Will of Fortune where you literally have the precursor <laughs> in the genre but the exact same game years later is not it makes no sense i i have no idea so uh so it's possible the games are out there as we have identified it's just they i don't know i don't know how it works but uh, they're just not in there so i mean genre voting opens on every title and i wonder if it's if people maybe clump trivia games in with party games because trivia is, is sort of like a game night thing or you might go out somewhere and do a trivia night and maybe it just gets missed as a genre because it's so closely right. attached to that but, but boy but boy I'm people sure. were on that we're on zeeple dome for that dodgeball though let oh me they sure you. got that done so let's get trivia <laughs> done for yeah. jackbox party pack three because that's that's a definite oversight if Absolutely. we get dodgeball in the other one yeah, for sure. Yeah, and Will of Fortune and Little Mouse, I would say those those three. Let's get those moving. Then we'll work on some other. Yeah, ones. Little Mouse so. sounds pretty egregious. That should definitely. Oh, when be you an when you finally game. when you play it, you'll understand completely. You'll oh yeah, like, this this there's literally nothing else in this game other than educational stuff. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, how about some teases for next time? So the next genre is actually your choice. So oh, yeah. I think you should actually <clears throat> drop the tease. All right. Well, here you go. So this genre has over 30 games in it, but a third of them are from the same game. And and my little sub hint for you all when Elroy revealed the genre to me, the <laughs> games I immediately thought, if you told me, hey, look up a game in this genre, none of them are part of it. So we'll have a fun discussion about that next time. Exactly right. All right. Well, Em, it was a blast. Absolutely. This was a pleasure. All right. So as always, let us know in the old Discord what you think. And uh, let's uh, get cracking on getting some of these uh, omissions in. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. All right. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Thanks. Hello, I'm Wacker Pale, and happy to finally have played the new 1000 game score title update to Cold Silence, one of my favorite underplayed gems on Xbox. Originally published by Citylon, but with a rather difficult list, this minimalistic horror metroidvania controversially had its achievement list completely changed to make it trivial before Microsoft forced Half-Face Games to revert its list to the original requirements. The majority of starters on TA started and completed the game during the time it was trivial, and the achievement completion didn't even require you to defeat a single boss. The eight new achievements are tied to the new content, with new areas of the map and two new boss fights, inspired by the achievement hunters who played the game before the list changed. If you know what you're doing, it takes less than 30 minutes to access the new content, starting from the very beginning, but if you've played the game up to chapter 4, you can start it straight away. On top of the new content, 
Cold Silence now has a more generous checkpoint system, making completing the entire game easier and less punishing, as well as a new ability unlocked by defeating the new bosses, which lets you toggle invulnerability on and off, making the other achievements way easier. You can't use all of your abilities while invulnerable, but if you're careful, a no damage run of the game should be significantly easier than without the new ability. Playing the new content blind will take you around 2 to 3 hours, as it on top of the new areas makes you explore most of the map with new enemies present. Collecting 12 souls named after the 12 gamer tags with the highest gamer score in the game before the achievement list became extremely easy. Using a guide, the new title update can be completed in less than an hour once you access the new content. CHJ Carter VL put together a guide for finding the souls, which makes finding them easy, but you have to get them all without dying, which is not terribly difficult, but can be challenging. As with the main game, the boss fights and weird story beats are the highlights. I was not really a fan of the soul collecting, but the rest of the title update is really good. Those who finished the story back in the day will very likely enjoy this awesome update. 12 of them, me included, might be a bit biased as we're part of one of the new boss fights. Those going back to Cold Silence, hoping for a Citadel style easy 1000 game score, probably won't be happy as you will actually have to play a good chunk of the game, as well as requiring a bit of skill to complete the new title update. Hopefully, some of them realize how good the game actually is, but I'm sure many, if not most, won't bother once they realize the effort required to complete the new content. The sole developer who goes by Saintizer really went above and beyond with this title update for Cold Silence, and it remains one of my favorite $5 games in the Xbox Store. I highly recommend it to those who like challenging platformers and unique games. Have a nice day everyone!